Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bad Etiquette Podcast. I'm your host, Alice Bronson, and today I'm joined by... You gotta say my name. I gotta say your name? Yeah. Allie? Yeah. Or Alexandra? Allie to Allie people. works. Allie Wallace. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. This is probably one of the more, like, prepared episodes I've been for, I think. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You that and, makes me you, a little nervous. You and Chris. Well, I just mean prepared in the sense that, like, I better fucking come correct if someone's coming over <laughs> and, like... You know, can't have like a messy house and have like, I mean, it still is a mess, but you know what I mean? So it means like you didn't scroll through my Facebook through like 2007. Not I, prepared in that way. Oh, I, def- <laughs> I certainly I hope not. <laughs> I definitely scrolled, but not that far. Good. Because it was just like, how, mu- how much more Christmas smart stuff am I going to see? <laughs> so I was like, ah, I'm good. And then I, I actually, I did it. I went on your Instagram and I was like, these are just pictures of everyone else. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I actually had a question I was going to ask because I was uh, reading the freak, frequently asked questions on your website. <laughs> All right. Or maybe it was policies. And I think it said uh, not to edit the photos right. you take. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm almost positive you've taken photos like of me and Kylie or like for Christmas oh, like, uh-huh. in your home and I was like oh shit did I put like a black and white filter on that and I was like I, I know I knew that you can't do this before did I fuck up? Yeah. no you're fine no <laughs> okay good because I had no idea and I was I, I was like researching and I was like oh, I fucked up already <laughs> no you're fine me. how does she want to come on it's honestly the main issue is like the the app the filters within the Instagram app okay which are kind of disgusting at this point that just get slapped onto an already edited photo and then everything's just like oh, washed into oblivion. So I don't use them. I only use them for the art one because I like the the inkwell and lo-fi. They make Are those my, both black and white? Yeah, yeah. They make my black and white drawings like pop. Yeah, exactly. It's like a higher contrast thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, and the worst is that they do it and then they say photo by and they put my name. It's like, I didn't do that. You're like, no, don't <laughs> yeah. put my fucking name on that. Exactly. Don't yeah. put my name on the fucking Mayfair filter. <laughs> yes. Cocksucker. What is that about? <laughs> Oh, grainy and bled out. Yeah. It's a real problem sometimes. I, I honestly, the main reason I got my new phone is just for the portrait mode yeah. on iPhone 11. Do you enjoy yeah. it? Um, I don't because I realized that, oh, I can't take pictures of myself like that. I have to have other people take pictures. So I was should have just been asking people with iPhones anyways. And then I realized like, I don't like asking people to take pictures of me at all. <laughs> Like I only, I don't know. I think a long long time ago, I noticed people have really cool uh, candid photos. Uh And I was like, oh, I want more like that. So I don't ask anyone to take photos of me, even though I'm So you're just like waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I'm just like, come on, take the fucking candid photo. So I'm almost like willing it into the universe. Right. But I hope that happens Completely inorganically too. (laughs) There's this funny thing that you do and Chris do when we all hang out. All right. Where I feel like you guys wait for us 
to talk. And <laughs> last time we were together, I just stared and I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm making them say something first. And you guys were just stuck to your food. And I was like, damn it. I have to <laughs> you waited me out. <sighs> I mean, yeah, that's funny. I like that you didn't have much patience for it because we weren't even at that restaurant for that long. No, not so at all. So your capacity for waiting was like 15 minutes tops. Not at all. And then, and then we, ch- we changed locations. Yep. And I was like, where is she? Did I make her mad? Did I upset her? <laughs> oh I my wasn't, gosh. I was like, Jesus, she's going home. She's like, I'm not hanging out with them. They're not even talking to us. We're They're in a group of 10 us. people and the real problem is <laughs> Dallas Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Sometimes it's like that, man. That's, I get on, I get on some people's nerves. That's crazy. Well, I no, it's not. Mm. Is it not? I think that's a little that's a little much. I mean, I feel like you're a little more mature though than some <laughs> of the people that are like, I can't be around this person. <laughs> that's just a silly thought to me. I can't even be on people's social media. They just block me or mute me or. Wow. I think. I hope so. I like to think so, but I'm not entirely sure. Anyways, let's get let's get to my little questions here. All right. Nice to have you here. I'm very happy to have you here. Thanks. Happy to be here. All right. Love that you're holding it so I can't read what's on it. Well, you can't read what's on it anyways because my handwriting is dog shit. <laughs> so. Hmm. How long have you... I, I know I said I wasn't going <laughs> to... I wasn't going to bring you here to talk about Chris, but how long have you and Chris been together? Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. That's yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> when did yeah. You, when did you guys meet? We met when I was, it was probably like 2007, 2008. And I saw him play shows at that time. So I definitely, I think I knew who he was before he knew who I was. Are you sure? I'm, I'm 99% sure. Also, I was not allowed to have MySpace. Wow. So I, I was able to look at other people's MySpaces, but my parents, I guess, saw like enough 60 minutes that they're like, someone will find you. Oh so, um, <laughs> so I, and I listened, I did not, I did not make one. You didn't? Um, no, not until I was, um. Allowed to? I mean, I think they stopped caring at a certain point, but when I was about 17, I, Start playing in a band and we had a music that's MySpace cool. and so had I think that. that's like all MySpace is used for now. Is, is it still happening? I mean, is it still around? I'm not qualified to answer that question. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then started started our friendship. I would say when I was about a junior in high school, me and one of my best friends started a band and we decided. I didn't know that. Yeah, we decided that the person we needed to have sharing the bill with us was Chris Lambert. That's fucking, and okay. We well, just, we went to his shows and we mm-hmm. loved his music. Everyone went to his shows and That's we had so done cool. like some open mic stuff and bars and stuff, which looking mm-hmm. back, it's like, oh, I was like 16 and doing that. That's weird. But, um, but yeah. a lot we, of weird fucking bar flies hitting on you and shit? No. Um, it was really kind of like this weird niche of like folksy, Oh, okay. Like that kind of crowd, at least to start you can off say with. Hipster, it's okay. No, we no, it was are. definitely so. Okay. My friend's dad was very much in a crowd of like Los Alamos, San Ynez, like rich, folksy musicians, okay. and so that was kind of the demographic we were around. But um, what kind once, of music was it? I mean, it started off with like just acoustic, the two of us, and then kind of started evolving over time into like, I don't even know what, like weird, 
like lo-fi indie bands that okay. I don't even know what. Okay. But, um, so anyways, and then, you know, once we want to play a real show, wanted Chris to be on board with it. Was his music, was his music very different than yours? Um, I mean, so much better. <laughs> I mean, like compared to us, like a polished penny and we're like the kind of like the penny with the green stuff on it. But, <laughs> the green stuff, that's perfect. but, um, but yeah, and he was very, I mean, it was very much like, okay, we're going to message him. Like, don't fuck this up. Like we want him to like, and he was, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's the nicest person in the world, but yeah, was on board. We are absolutely stoked, made flyers. I remember him and me putting flyers around town together. And that was probably like first kind of hanging out. Oh, We've been, we were friends yeah. for two to three years before we started dating. Okay. So. Wait a fucking second. <laughs> you were friends a couple of years before you started yeah, dating? Yeah. Which I will say to everyone is the way to do it. Mm, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I, me and Kylie spoke online for a number of years before yeah. we met, even met in person. Right. So you so. already knew what you were getting into. Nope. nope. I think you Absolutely did. Absolutely not. Totally fucking. <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't catfish you. Right. Right. I think I catfished her. I think she was like, oh, I didn't know his head was actually that big. <laughs> I, thought, I thought these were all jokes on the internet, but um, what the fuck? So when did you, now I'm curious, how soon did you know that you were like, I like this Chris guy? I knew for a long time. A long time? Like before you met? Were you just like infatuated so, with him or do you have like a crush on him because of? So we were, we were close friends, but it was very much, we knew each other through playing shows together. And then as I, I mean, I'd say between like 17 and 18, I started booking shows for touring bands. And so that there's, I mean, it's not anymore, but there used to be like a huge DIY movement. So it was like mm -hmm. Santa Barbara DIY, slow DIY. And so I did the same thing for where we lived. And it was basically this network that was set up between, you know, if you're on a tour, you reach out to, you know, that person in the city and they'll set up a show for you and kind of help you figure out where you're going to play. Yeah. Some of those people are assholes. So I'm <laughs> glad it was you doing it. <laughs> Me, Ugh. 17. Um, so... And he helped out with that a lot and had that kind of friendship. And we would talk on Facebook. We would, I didn't have a cell phone either. Um, so yeah, had that friendship. And then over time that grew. But for, I mean, a long, every time I hung out with him, it was like, he was the guy that I didn't think I would ever get to have. It was oh. like, this is like, I looked at it as like, I would love to find someone like this because <laughs> I thought the idea of like, I didn't think I ever had a chance of being with him. So it was very much like, I would love someone like this. And so the idea that I got him was. <laughs> was, was he ever like just, too cool for everyone. Would he ever behave like that? No, See, absolutely I didn't not. Think, I didn't think so he either. But the way too you're modest. the way you're telling me. I mean, this. it was. I mean, if you looked at our local music scene, which was a lot bigger at that time. Yeah. I mean, he, the music itself, his persona. He was funny in between songs. I mean, there were a lot of shows that you went to where it was just kind of like watching a train wreck. But you'd go anyway because it was Friday night, and here's yeah. this band that's yeah. playing. Oh, but I mean, absolutely, I know that he always had new material. It was never rehashing the same five songs. He would have new songs that he would play. He's he really would... prolific in that sense. Oh yeah, I, that absolutely. That, that blows my mind. I, I really envy someone who can be so like have such a hard work ethic. 
and and actually like produce something. I think that's right. really fucking cool. Yeah, he definitely had it together. And so, yeah. And so you see someone like that and they seem inaccessible because you think, wow, I could never compare to this. And so then when they turn out to be not that <laughs> and, you know, a very lovable person. That's cute. That's adorable. Um, Did, did he ever express, how long do you think, hmm, I don't even know where I, like how <laughs> where I you want to go from yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's so interesting. Um, How long do you think he was like, felt the same? I don't know. I mean, I think both of us over the course of our friendship were in different relationships and both of them like, long-term relationships mm-hmm. and didn't really know where the other stood with that. And so, I mean, I think for a long time, I had assumed he was still with his girlfriend when he wasn't. And it was kind of the same on my end where we didn't really talk about our relationships and not in a like sketchy, like hiding it way, but we talked, you know, we were friends and we talked about, you know, music and things that we liked and everything. And so I think that both of us were trying to be a good person and not, encroach on you know what the other person had going on and then reached a point where it was like oh shit we both like each other (laughs) that's that's scandalous so so yeah weird i mean not weird but like a cool like how interesting is what i mean (laughs) when i say weird i absolutely mean interesting that's what i mean because i think weirds are interesting as you might have noticed (laughs) Uh, i apologize um Oh wow! Okay, okay. But yeah, blowing so, my mind here. What, so, was the, what was the name of your band? <laughs> yeah, fucking tell me. It's called My Name Is Circus. My name is Circus. Mm-hmm. Like a circus with a tent. Yeah. And we were together for like maybe a year and a half. Played like fifty shows in that time. It's a lot of shows. And then just yeah. I've never done fifty things. I'm sure you have. Uh, I've like watched like 50 episodes of a TV show. Perfect. <laughs> Same go. thing. But yeah. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, but um, hmm. had a pretty sweet outcome. Honestly, I, I'd say you guys are very cute. I can't believe you guys have been together so long and seem like closer than ever in terms of just what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of people see something like that as unattainable and it's really not. I think that people have unreasonable standards too, in a way that I think that we had such a strong friendship before we started a relationship that we already knew so much about the other one. And I mean, that's not to say that you continually learn new things and understand each other more. But I think that a lot of people, you know, jump into a relationship and just, I have never just gone out on a date with someone just like, here we are, we're eating dinner together and I don't know you. Well, I feel like you've also been with Chris long enough to where you didn't have like the adult opportunity to just be like, oh, let's go have a normal person day. I think about that sometimes with Kylie and I, because I started, we started seeing each other basically like right as she was getting out of high school. Mm-hmm. So like we don't have adult experiences with other adults, like in that dating sense. Sure. So we don't have like that um, kind of world. Right. So maybe... Yeah. Maybe it would be like a totally normal thing and the things other people are going through in that, those terms are like quite understandable to have high expectations because they're like, I wasted my time with too many of these fuckers. Yeah. 
it just, it seems bizarre to me. Just that concept. It's like, why would you put yourself in that situation? Like, I don't know, whatever. But um, if you have a garden, you should tend to it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that about? No, I'm saying like, that's what, uh, I, I feel like if you have something, you should take care of it. And if you're in a relationship, you should take care of it. I saw this super corny, like, some fucking boomer meme that was shared <laughs> or something. And it was just like, back in my day, we didn't uh, replace something that was broken. We fixed it. Yes. And people should be like that with relationships. Absolutely. And, and I was like, God fucking damn, they have a valid point. So I've always yeah. uh, kind of taken that in the back of my mind. Like this is an opportunity to uh, mend things. Absolutely. And when things are broken, uh, it's just like building muscle. You're fucking tearing the muscle and then it grows bigger. And you, the bond with someone, once you repair it, or at least you're reaching out and connecting with them. Yes. Becomes I just, much stronger. Yeah, I just saw someone had written that conflict is the price you pay for closer intimacy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and it's. I think that there's a lot of people that don't understand, like they reach, you know, some kind of pitfall and they don't understand that you have to go over the hill and they just expect that, oh, well, if it's the perfect relationship, then that never happens. You know, they have an expectation. Well, if we don't agree on something, if we, whatever it is, then, oh, this must not be the thing for me. Oh my, it's, it's like, you're never going to find anyone so, that way. It's so lame. It's so like absolutist. It's very or fundamentalist. And it's like very, I, I can't stand when people don't push like a little harder. Absolutely. Yeah. Push themselves a little harder just to see like what the potential things could be. Yeah. And um, Kylie mentioned something recently about the patience I have, like with people and my friends and whether like friends, if they're flaky or they're not being good friends. And he's like, and she's like, you're very, you know, patient. And I'm, like, part of me is like, well, I have like bonds with these people. Right. My, uh, a friend of mine, I talked to him at the hospital uh, on like a video chat on the phone while his dad was dying the other night. And it was like, uh, I, he wanted to like talk to me. I wanted to talk to him. And there was, there wasn't, that's not happening with everyone. People aren't right. doing that with friends and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I, this is someone whom I've had to be patient with. And yeah. it's like, this is a prime example of like why pushing a little harder and waiting things out. And like my relationship with Kylie too, it's like, th there's not been easy. A lot of the times is not easy at all, but I have a best friend and I have like a really strong relationship with her that wouldn't have happened if I was just like, oh, it got hard, bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's good. I mean, once you truly understand that, because I think there's a lot of people that write in their Instagram caption, you're my ride or die forever. Hard times, oh, I have good times. I tattooed on my lower back right now. <laughs> but it's, you truly have to live that. And I think the payoff is incredible. Yeah, she puts up with my shit too. She totally does. Yeah, I don't know how she does it. Every time I'm texting her, I'm just waiting for her to be like, you know, I, I'm fucking done. I'm <laughs> done with this shit. I was texting her yesterday. I like forgot to message her back or something. She had sent me a picture that wasn't loading and I just like fucking closed the message message and yeah. then like did other shit. And I was like, God, she could just fucking skewer me right now and be like, that was the last straw. This is an important <laughs> picture. Just, what was it of? It, nothing. I can't say. Ah. I mean, it's nothing dirty, but it would just it'd be too embarrassing. Okay. So I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> she was literally just showing me her follower account on Instagram. She's like, wow, I'm so popular. Just, just joking. <laughs> yeah. But she also has more followers than I do. So <laughs> I was like, how the fuck do you do that? You never post. That's ridiculous. 
on her like brand new Instagram. Yeah. Well, girls are more popular. I think she tailors hers more. I'm just like, I did this today. That's my friend's <laughs> penis in the background. Like, that's it. Just like, oh, yeah, we're all hairy men. Please like my photos. I don't know how anyone puts up with me. I, I used to have this app where it'd show you who unfollows you. Oh, I, I used to have that. that. I got shit. rid of it. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's this, uh, I've had one of, gosh, I just want to call the person out because I know he's unfollowed me multiple times do it um now nah, it, it, it it literally the reason he does it is because he wants his follower count the right. ratio mm-hmm. to be like dead even or like under yeah. or over so, so he wants to have more followers than he follows and i know that he was probably just like ah, i don't need this asshole he talks shit about vegans bye because he's a <laughs> vegan and he's like just just some musician person <laughs> she'll, she'll, who shall go nameless but has a fucking black sabbath dvd of mine too and i'm like oh no it. so maybe i should call him out listen fucker <laughs> <laughs> there's no way in hell he's listening isn't that the worst <sighs> when just you, like you cut someone out and you're like oh no they have that thing <laughs> yeah oh uh, it, it, no, it's just a thing. I just buy it on. Amazon, That's true. Probably. It's a, it's a DVD. You can Amazon it right yeah. now. If it, if it was something very uh, like sentimental, I wouldn't right. let it out of my clutches like that. I'm very materialistic, and it's gotten honestly. And what I mean by that is, there's a lot of clutter in my room in this space. Like those VHS tapes right there. Yeah. A lot of it's sentimental, like clutter, sentimental clutter. It's hard. <sighs> All right, moving on. <laughs> To see which question I'm gonna. Oh, you know what? Mm. This is something I never really spoke about with you. Um, Coyote and Oak just came to a close recently. Yeah, last so, issue is about to print. About to print. Okay. Oh, and so the 14th was when you can order up until. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're printed to order. Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah. So I was never really aware of what this was, and it was always like she has a th- like what and <laughs> I, so. Can you go into detail or like at least how that started or what that is? Sure. And why it ended maybe or um, you, you can be brief if you'd like. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was basically there was no printed niche like that. And mm-hmm. I had been hoping for it and really thought that was a nice idea and reached the point where if no one's going to do it, I'll do it myself. That's the and best way. That's how real art comes out into this world. Someone goes, there's no fucking, no one doing this. I better do it. And so, yeah. So that's nice. And I, I didn't expect it to be any semblance of successful. And yeah, um, a lot of people liked being involved, which is incredible. And I mean, really keeps hope alive for printed media and things mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I love magazines. Yeah, it's great to touch nice paper and to turn 100%. a page and to just enjoy that. But um, yeah, it reached a point where it just, I've, I guess, compared it to you get a pet goldfish that gets too big for the bowl. Um, okay. Where it just, either I could make it a bigger thing and turn it into a business and hire people and make it bigger or I could just let it go. And I wanted to let it go. Well, that's good. Yeah. That is also a way for growth to happen. Honestly, Chris and I had a conversation very early this year where it was about are we okay in Coyote and Oak and both of us kind of parallel at the same time we're ready to wrap 
things up. And after we talked about it, I just felt amazing. I'm like, <sighs> let it go. Oh, I feel like a little bit of catharsis of you just telling me about that <laughs> It was great. I just, and I mean, I still had, I decided I was going to end it at 15 because that's mm-hmm. a nice sweet number. Yeah, but um, okay. I just felt total relief. Just no, I mean, it's kind of like, like the Jerry Maguire quitting his job, like that kind of thing. You I, know. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, okay. You should watch it. But you know, it just totally like, boom, done. It felt good. And so even all the stuff that happens, you know, after that point, it's just like, this email doesn't bother me as much because I know it's over. And I kept, I tried, I talked about it when Chris's last Are We Okay episode. That's when I told people publicly that it was going to come to an end, but just tried to just let it go. Nice. Yeah. I I hope that brought you a lot of peace and it sounds like it did. I did something recently that brought me some peace and felt really good and it could not quite compare, <laughs> but I did quit Starbucks. You did. It, oh, I feel so much better. My, it's part- a great my partner numbers still work. I think they're going to work till Thursday. Um, so I got my free pound of coffee yesterday, <laughs> even though I haven't worked in a couple of days. I was like, ha fuckers, <laughs> one more pound of shitty coffee. Thank they're you. not going to miss it. Nope. <laughs> they're not going to miss it. I don't think it was weird. It, I felt like rumor got around that I quit. Cause as soon as I went into Starbucks and got like a pound of coffee at another Starbucks, the people I see, they're like giving me like dirty looks. Cause it's so weird. It's very like cultish in Starbucks. Is it really? Everyone's like miserable together. And if you leave, everyone's like, ugh fucking traitor that's how i feel it is like you left the platoon yeah like and i feel like some of the um mentality behind that might have been like a subconscious reason why i stayed so yeah and i was like fuck i'm so not this person starbucks guilt oh god i'm so like not the type of person that is just gonna be just do something with the crowd of people because i feel compelled to oh yeah you know what i mean like oh don't waste your time so it well, and I thought about it and I was like, the only reason I got this job is because I was laid off from my other job and I needed money quick mm-hmm. and I just went like two years of my life and I was like, oh fuck, my life hasn't improved from this job yeah. in any single solitary way that I can think of. Cut that out. It, oh, the only, I think the best thing to come out of it is uh, my friendship with um, one of my guests who's been on here a couple times, Aiden. Oh, okay. Aiden Abbott, yeah. So that, you know, sorry, dude, I wouldn't do another two years to find another friendship. <laughs> so sorry to anyone else, but glad that happened. Right. And now he's he's leaving. He's moving back to Washington. So I'm like, I'm not fucking staying here. <laughs> if Aider's not here, I'm, I'm gone too, damn it. So you photograph weddings a lot. I do. How fucking annoying is that? <laughs> Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes. Other times it's wonderful. Oh, okay. Well, when is it wonderful? I feel like there's a lot of negativity in the world. I mean, we don't have to go there. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'll say that I get to see things unfold and things happen that no one else does. So you, as a guest, you go to a wedding, you sit down, you watch them get married, mm-hmm. and then you drink their alcohol and you eat their you know, roasted chicken and you leave. Yeah. And there's a lot of nice little in-between moments when, you know, two people are together or even between parents and things like that, that I get to just kind of be a third wheel on. And I mean, even people I don't know, it's really fun to watch sometimes. Real like romance right. stuff that is only cheaply replicated in movies. You get to actually see. Exactly. I love yeah. that. I love that. I think I've uh, 
found a real appreciation for that from Richard Linklater movies. <laughs> I think that now when I see it in real life, I'm like, oh my God. It's happening. Yeah, it's, I really enjoy that. And, you know, some some couples are just fantastic. They're so nice to the people who are working for them. Mm-hmm. There's people that do other things at weddings that you become friends with. So, yeah. That's cool. I, um, I guess I feel like you probably field your clients pretty well. And you probably don't have like a lot of trashy people hiring you and doing lame things. Cause I see the photos of the people you uh, share and I'm like, who are these regal motherfuckers? You're just, you know, and I think that is in part cause your photography is so good and that you probably just choose clientele. It really, I mean, it takes a long time, but you have to, you know, shoot for what you want. And I think that a lot of people see things at a level of like, other people in their community and their own peers and they want to be I want to be as good as this person and I think that the real trick is to just aim as high as you can for the things that you want okay and that will attract them and so yeah. I mean obviously the first weddings that I shot for the most part were just like now I look back on them like what even was that <laughs> um and you know I was paid like 200 bucks or whatever and at the time I was like oh my gosh sweet and you know now at this point Obviously, it's a lot higher caliber of mm-hmm. things happening. But um, if you start only doing and showing the work that you really love, then people who feel similarly will find you and yeah, works gotta, out for the most part. I got to tailor that stuff with this podcast. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to make it not look like, like, like I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't want it to look haphazard. Right. I do want it to look like I care, but I also don't want it to look contrived right so it's this weird balance well you have like a devil may care vibe to you so i well i can see how that you have to carefully tailor that i appreciate uh (laughs) shut up um (laughs) i appreciate that uh i don't know where it came from but i promise everyone that it's i'm not faking it it's it's in the i'd say that your room is representative of the content you release. Yeah, really? This is pretty, yeah. What part? I don't understand what you're talking about. I mean, about. this is very on brand with Dallas Bronson. Um, I think the Christmas lights are kind of off brand. Those are Halloween lights, actually. I, I can lied. tell from the orange bulbs. Yeah, they're like candy corn bulbs I bought. Well. Yeah, you know. Get it? The Old Spice, the Clockwork hey, Orange hey, tote don't, bag. Don't talk about the Old Spice deodorant. I don't know what kind of fucking deodorant to get anymore. I hate all fucking deodorants they smell so bad and stupid i don't even like the way this shit smells i had like one scent one time that i really liked and i was like this is it and then i tried using like natural deodorant Mm. that shit just smells good for an hour and then it goes oh and now i smell bad again (laughs) assholes ah you i got i paid two extra dollars for this stuff without aluminum and here this is what i get right smelling bad so that aluminum's good well appreciate it all right fair enough yeah, there's a lot of like uh, half-clothed people on my walls. I just realized there's Arnold Schwarzenegger, me. Uh, <laughs> we can stop looking around. Um, <laughs> now looking at movie tickets. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm ashamed of one of those. Let's see, which one was it? Captain Marvel. Yeah, that was honestly. Well, okay, Rambo Last Blood wasn't the greatest <laughs> movie ever. That. But I'll tell you what, the last like 10, 20 minutes of that movie made the rest of the movie worth sitting through. Ooh, okay. Just in, always a good payoff. Yeah, always a good payoff. I really like a like if you finish strong, I'm like, okay, that that was good. I can't get mad at that. Who can get mad at that type of thing? Right. 
What was the last bad movie you saw? Hmm. I have to think about that. You can say Titanic. It's fine. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Um, whatever. I don't know. I can't really think of anything. You know, it's funny because even though I'm a little bit of a film snob, probably I enjoy bad movies so much okay. in that own right. So do you enjoy them so you can make fun of them or do you enjoy them because you reached like a pinnacle of snobbery and then you're like, I just need <laughs> to know what it means to feel good again? No, I think it's it's mostly, I mean- you watch a movie with Chris and, and I mean, you watch anything with Chris and it's the funniest thing. He's, and so it's mostly just like roasting things with him. I mean, he's you watch Dr. Funny. Phil with him and it's the funniest thing ever. Anything you watch, he'll make fun. So there's a time and a place for that. I hold the cheapest, crappiest media very near and dear to me. And a lot of my like base levels snob friends right hate me mm. for it because i'm like why can't i just enjoy things <laughs> god fuck off just about like the silliest movies and just like silliest like bands and stuff i mean i'll say that we do it for everything so even if it's like an incredible movie we're still like laughing through it fair enough so i had this really traumatic moment when i was about 12 or 13 years old and i was at my dad's friend's house and him and all of his friends were like drunk or high and we we're watching the warriors and okay. i love this movie i saw it young as a kid and i was like this is crazy there's all kinds of gangs being chased and they were just <laughs> fucking roasting this movie mm. and i was just like about about in tears oh, because no. i was just trying to like i was like i love this movie and i want to have fun and it was just like these people are destroying something like I love as a kid. My dad literally had to like stop them and be like, hey guys, could you fucking stop? Like my oh kid's my trying to enjoy something. You guys are literally <laughs> shitting on the whole thing and I'm just sitting there miserable and it's like, then let's watch a movie you guys fucking like. But now I totally get like, yeah. oh, it would be great to be high and fucking roast a movie <laughs> or something. Oh, man, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe they're right. But yeah, that fucked me up early on. So now I... uh now, every time someone, I think movies, movies is a sensitive touchy. subject, touchy subject. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, I've never had that experience going, like hanging out with you guys where you're like <laughs> roasting a movie I like. I'm like, oh, fuck. We've only seen, I mean, we've only watched like Titanic with you, right? <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> no, we've watched some other ones, but yeah, you can make fun of Titanic all you want. I never want to hear anything about that movie ever again. <laughs> I've had enough for 2019 of Titanic. I've had it's, enough for life for Titanic. I usually, I come around pretty quickly after, because I usually, if I'm working on the script, I see it repeatedly mm -hmm. and I'm watching scenes over and over again. But I think usually I come around pretty quick. So like the earlier ones that we've seen, I'm like, I'm totally ready to watch that right now. <laughs> I'll watch Back to the Future right now. Oh, hell yeah. I watch that anytime. I have the box set down there somewhere. Um, what's the next one going to be? I'm not entirely sure. And honestly, my brain is so not there right now. Good. Okay, fine. Moving I, I on. would ideally I like to do one it. early this next year. But yeah, I've got other things to take care of first. Yeah, it better be a fun, funny movie or I'm just going to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be something fun. We've discussed several things. and so. All right. Hopefully not Jerry Maguire. I no. <laughs> Reference that recently. No. <sighs> okay. I don't think that would translate well. 
do you think you're gonna have uh you think you're gonna get married someday oh yeah okay you're gonna have photographers at your wedding <laughs> um i'll have photographers with rules with rules okay. yeah i'm I mean, and we've talked about this, that it's just like, there's this stage in every wedding. I'm sure if you've been to a wedding consciously as an adult, you've noticed it where there's like 45 minutes of family photos yes. where like you're Jesus. off having a cocktail and watching like yeah, that, everyone take part in that. Just Absolutely happened last not. week. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. I think I like the idea of having a wedding and just please just take candid photos as they happen. If I stand next to so-and-so totally take a photo but no organized okay like, I like that it's and I try to tell my couples this and the good ones listen um <laughs> that it's basically think about what you want to look back on for a photo of later and so I think when a lot of people are making their list for everyone they want a photo with they start feeling this pressure from themselves internally and then their parents and everyone's like well we have to have one with all the cousins we have to have one with uncle Benny who flew in from Ohio and the list just grows and grows it's like are you really ever gonna look at this photo again like you'll look back at one with your mom you'll look at you know your brother you know whoever it is but realistically yeah, like whose funeral are you gonna cry at the most that's who you good, take the yes, pictures with it, good way yeah. I won't say that to them I wish I could but um I will. Gee, uh, I, duh. <laughs> you can Sorry. contact my representative. Yeah. <laughs> He'll explain hey! to you. <laughs> <laughs> Who you. Who's the wedding? Whose funeral is going to fuck you up? Take the picture with them. But uh, yeah, so same with, I mean, wedding videography. Just like take it as it happens. I've been with wedding videographers who make people repeat actions and it makes me just want to like Strangle drive off Jesus. a cliff. It's, um, could you put your shoes on one more time so I can get this angle? And it's like, why no the moment's <laughs> fucking gone i hate posed photos yeah it's bad i hate that shit i shared this uh like video recently of this chick taking a picture with her boyfriend like at a football game okay and it was like dude stop and he's like like smiling oh, I saw smiling you share the photo that. Yeah. and then eyes mm -hmm. rolling the second yeah dude i don't know how many photos that poor fucker had to sit through to get to that stage <laughs> but i'm like four photos like if it's more if it is more than two i'm like what are we doing here i lost valuable time in my life where i could have been thinking about something now instead of being angry at someone i love <laughs> oh i can't stand it post photos every time i look back and i'm like oh i'm glad we stood there uncomfortably because i'm like what am i doing with my hands what is that right. why do my knuckles look so fat and i'm like but the photos where i'm like in the background and i'm like ah my fucking like doing some stupid face i'm like oh that's beautiful and if you like watch movies when production design's really good about this and, mm. they'll, and they'll have like the photos of people like doing something candid at a wedding right that's exactly what i thought of when you said something mm. like that and i was like oh your wedding and your pictures you guys have a beautiful relationship you're probably gonna have a really beautiful like photo album to look back on and be like oh my god you guys are gonna be roasting people in the <laughs> backgrounds of that and i think that's so fucking cool and i think that that's right i I do not like post photos. I was probably so uncomfortable in every single one of those. Mm. But still, you know. Yeah, it's... I was at a wedding. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Really looking snazzy. <laughs> that little floral background around a monogram yeah. on the photo booth strip. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's wedding <laughs> shit. Yeah. So you went to school for like film or what? Mm -hmm, or like for three months. Wow. Yeah. That's longer than I've ever been to uh, college. <laughs> I think oh. I went to, I think I went and took film for like three or four months actually. Mm, yeah. Nice. 
I did film all through high school. And so I'm we so had jealous, a- jealous, dude. You should I'm be. I'm so real life jealous. I got like a little <laughs> gay in my voice when I said that. I'm jealous. Damn it. I didn't get to do that. Ugh. So, um, yeah, I we had a really great film program. And so I did it. Ever all four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, all four you years did. of high school, I, I know. and I, I know you guys. I managed that. to cut some really great corners because I decided early on that I wasn't going to go to a what is it a CSU or UC school, and so okay. all those requirements they tell you like you need to take this class mm-hmm. and this class. If you're not going to one of those, that those go away. So basically, they're like cookie cuttering everyone mm-hmm. assuming that you'll go to one of those yeah, and okay. then once you <laughs> declare uh, I'm not then it's like oh you don't need to take statistics like oh. you don't need to take any of this and so I stopped taking math at age 15 I stopped oh. at geometry I cut out I, I did I like honors biology and then cut I never took chemistry any of that stuff and just took film and journalism that's so cool <laughs> yeah <sighs> I still took I still took uh, AP English, okay. AP History. I was a really good student, but I did yeah, not. How annoying. Want- how dare you? Um, would, do, were your parents cool with that? Yes. Yeah. They were just like, oh, yeah, do what you love. <laughs> Basically. I mean, I'll say that I think I showed enough potential in it that they felt okay. like it wasn't too much of a gamble. Okay, yeah. I, forgot, I wasn't I just forgot. tooling around in film class. I, I forgot you, know? you might be like a person with potential. I don't and know. I'm I, maintaining an above 4.0 while this is happening. So it's like, okay. Yeah, so you it was have easy some... when you don't take chem <laughs> and geometry. Jesus. Okay, listen. So, but, I was a horrible student. I never made it out of pre-algebra. They forced me into the other algebras because there was no pre-algebra in high school anymore. Mm, yeah. Um, I wanted to be in that fucking film class next to the theater stage or uh, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Every time I walk by, I'd be like, what are they doing in there? Movies? Oh my God. I never made it. Um, cause I went to six fucking high schools and Rigetti was the first one. So that was long gone by the time yeah. I was there. Never got to do that cool shit. Um, yeah, so, uh, it was, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. I've just been trying to figure out what the fuck to do with my life because school was such a disaster for me actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I mean, I managed to get away with dropping out of college twice and things Same. turned out okay. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think that that was kind of hard for some of my, I had one specific teacher that really was like kind of guilt tripping me for not going to a university and that I was going to film school. And I had gotten, um, I don't know, whenever you get them, like beginning of my senior year, a letter from Brown University that was basically like, you should consider us for going. And I just did not consider it at really? all. I just turned it down. And he's like, why Co- did you do that? Yeah. Brown on the East Coast? And so Jesus. I just was so hellbent on like what I was going to do. And I will say that in hindsight, I was too much so because uh-huh. it turned out like what I got into was so not what I wanted to do. Oh, well, what did you want to do back then? I really wanted to be a film director. Okay. That's like number one. And I was so. Did you, who were your like favorite film directors? What kind of inspired that? I mean, lifelong love of film. I, Uh I mean, you hate Moulin Rouge. I love Baz Luhrmann's films. I don't know how many you've seen. I don't know either. Okay. Um, did you see like the William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet? Fucking hate those movies. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Yeah. Understood. I, uh, like you know over dramatic but, but really gaudy. But now I'd have to watch it now as like an, a conscious adult. Definitely. Same thing, same thing with Romeo and Juliet movies. Right. I don't like singing. I, when people okay. when people sing, I want to put a pencil in my ear. So I don't agree, but I can understand. <laughs> um, but no, you don't have to agree. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. <laughs> you can't change but, it. But um, 
yeah, I really love his style. And then, I mean, at the time, I was just absorbing everything. And so okay. I really wanted to do that and um, was really set on, I'm just going to live this life of doing this for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. I won't have a family or anything. We'll just live alone in LA and like Dude, dive my life into this. Dream? It was at the time. Oh and gosh. looking back, I'm like, God, I was depressed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just really set on that. And it really came at this crux where at the end of high school, my relationship with Chris was starting mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, Oh, someone who like really cares about my well-being, and yeah. I could actually see like a happy life, and I yeah. don't have to like waste it doing this. And then I went and moved for film school, and I couldn't stand everyone around me there. It's because they got into fucking film school. Most people. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It was very. I mean, film in high school, which. I mean, I understand that I was like in this special circumstance that no one else really gets to. But I mean, I was spending like two hours a day with like my closest friends doing film stuff. We would get out of school and go do it more, like stay up late and write scripts, go drive to people's houses and shoot things. And it was like this incredible thing. And then moving out of that, it's like, oh my God, I hate this. Those are the kinds of like friendships and activities I only dreamed of having. I'm so fucking envious of that because I would see people do that and just by default hate them for it because I (laughs) never had that. Like me and my friends went around shoplifting and (laughs) hanging around at Taco Bell and people watching and that's like that's fucking it. Like I never had the kinds of like core group of friends where I was like, oh, let's go do something creative. I actually have something kind of going right now, which I don't know what we're trying to have like a a TV, what do you call it? What's that shit? The free TV. What are the cable access TV show? Oh. And um, with like skits and stuff. And it's like me and like a bunch of friends who have like all went to college, like except for me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, but the, And they're all younger than me too. So they're like a little more ambitious. Like it's yeah. like they have a little more pep in their step and I'm like just like a year or two more bitter than them. And also I never fucking went to school, so I don't know what's actually possible. So I'm like, you guys are just like doing this. That <laughs> that blows my mind. I forget like that people can literally just go do anything. Cause I'm so used to just like the blue collar, like life sucks and everyone's on drugs <laughs> type thing. Oh. oh, get out. But yeah, mm-hmm. I def, I think part of it too was that because I had had that background already. And a lot of people going into that didn't, I did not have the patience to Mm -hmm. learn for the third time, the rule of thirds. And that happened for the second time too. So I left there and then tried going back to school at Hancock and did film. And I had fun with some of the Mm -hmm. classes, the same thing where it's just like, I'm the kind of person that's like, I already know this. I'm not going to waste my time. Who'd you have a uh, Hancock? Oh, Gosh, it was a while ago. Describe the person. Um, so I took a film editing class. Okay. He was nice. Mm. Was it? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> Did you have a lady? Was, no. <laughs> okay. I had this cool film lady. She was like a horse lady. Made no sense. And she was like super into film and like learned what like um, mise-en-scene was. And Horses shit like and that. like into equestrian things? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, like she like has like a ranch with horses like legitimately. Oh, that's funny. And like wore like fucking opal or like mm. Aztec colored okay. things. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like talking about... Um, I don't know, some film vocab word insert here, but, (laughs) you know, I can't think of the word I'm trying to 
Um, I get, I get what you're going yeah. for. Okay. I didn't have her. Yeah. Well, you missed out because <laughs> it was strange. I think she stopped showing American Beauty in her film class because of Kevin Spacey being a no. pederast or something. Do you have a hard time with that? Can you separate the art from the artist? Fuck yeah. I don't give a shit. Thank it's like, you. that's not even a real person I'm watching. Right. This is a character. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No. Same, th- same way I can listen to Michael Jackson. Yes. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's a shame when people try to boycott the thing because of what one person did. And also in a lot of cases, Mm -hmm. it screws over the other 200 people involved in it. Oh, absolutely. That they see a thing and they're like, oh, this person is bad. And it's like, do you understand the magnitude of this project? no way I'm not watching seven. Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt (laughs) and David Fincher need that for me. I need to fucking, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I- it's also like I was very much that type of person a number of years ago where I was like, oh, they did this. I won't ever listen, look, or even <laughs> think in that direction that they're their in. name. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, I, and it was just like, oh, I'm missing out on things I like. And then also I would have to call myself on my own bullshit, which I call everyone else out on their bullshit. <laughs> so why couldn't I do it to myself? And I would just have to be like, you know what? No, I fucking enjoy this. This is uh, this has like this person I so care care so little about I, I wish i had an example right now but i know there are some things where i was like like actively avoiding because of someone being involved right and it just turns out like no that really doesn't matter like i like i was being outraged about it yeah for like to be cool or interesting or fun and it never made me any more fun yeah never had any more fun it was not interesting and no one thought it was cool so i mean yeah, you miss out on a lot. When you, yeah. That. Oh man, fuck. <laughs> I like film. Film's weird. Like I used to think that I was going to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll just go make make a film. Like that makes perfect sense. That's I love. I've loved movies my whole life. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. And again, like film class, that type of thing. Right. Or I was like, oh, these people are insufferable. <laughs> And this is like community college stuff where I was like, did someone just get mad at me because I said I like Godzilla? I'm going <laughs> to fucking hang myself. Right. How dare you? It just made no sense. And it was like, fuck, no, like I love movies. Like I love movies. Yeah. Good movies, bad movies, movies you don't like, movies you don't think are okay, genres you wouldn't touch. Like, I lo- So th- that's a thing where it's like, oh, I don't – I'm not a film student. I'm a, like a fucking – film goer yeah i'm a fucking cinema geek i'm a fan i'm a movie fan i like movies that's why there's such a strange variety of mostly dark titles over there (laughs) you know so did you read that uh variety herzog interview no i didn't oh my gosh i (laughs) when when did that come out like a week ago maybe no that's fucking brand new i'm gonna write that down so um why did you bring that up was it crazy um I mean, already, what a delight of a mm-hmm. person he is. But um, he's in The Mandalorian. I know. And he's so cool. <laughs> Dude, he's fucking, he needs to act in more things. Dude's so, awesome. We already, there's a video on YouTube of him being, I don't even know what it's for in the first place, mm-hmm. but he talks about how stupid chickens are, like just the bird. Have you seen that? I, yeah. I've heard of that, yeah. Um, and there's like, oh, I love him. Or the video where he thinks he gets shot, but it's like somebody shot a paintball at him like while I've he was- I've heard of that too. That's yeah. A, yeah. Okay, yeah, so dig like, into this. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so um, he got interviewed about being in it 
and they were like, you know, how did John Favreau approach you and blah, blah. And he's like, I haven't seen anything John Favreau's done. And they're like, really? He's done some really big films. Like he just did the Lion King. And he's like, I've only seen the animated Lion King. Yeah. And it comes out throughout the interview that he watches WrestleMania. He watches the Kardashians. It's wonderful. <laughs> and I, it's such a perfect reminder of, because you see mm. someone who people are like, what a masterpiece he, you know? Mm. And then he says things like that. He's, he's like, perfect. Just like popcorn. Yes. Like yeah. Fucking- so he hasn't seen Star Wars. That was like one of the big revelations in it. He hasn't seen any of the Star Wars films. I think that's why that his fucking character comes off so good in that like short scene is because he is not bringing some other imperial asshole into it. He's not bringing Governor Tarkin or whatever the fuck in there. <laughs> and he's like actually just like this threatening guy because it didn't dawn on me till like later like oh he like used to be in 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 the empire that's where he's from <laughs> it was like who's this bad motherfucker <laughs> dude's awesome man you telling me that makes me love him so much more the reason i've heard about so many things about him is they never stopped talking about him on rogan which i listen oh, to okay. fucking religiously so i'm just like very familiar with it um i didn't recognize him at first I was like, oh yeah, like that, that, like that's why he <laughs> fucking rung a bell. That's fucking Werner Herzog, <laughs> this amazing man. Ugh. Did you see Grizzly Man? Of course, <laughs> of course. That was required viewing in high school. Oh really? Classes. Yeah. The the what fucking, class was it? <laughs> um, alternative American history in. Oh okay. Uh, Lopez. It was. I can only describe this as like very classic, like white liberal man only talking about how great like not how great that sounds bad but it it was very like black oriented we learned like the like a more deeper into the side of american history in the black experience okay and like also got really cool into like music and um (laughs) how white people stole rock and roll for (laughs) things like that and just uh i I learned about a lot of things that i wouldn't have otherwise been aware of and that i'm kind of realizing a lot of people that went to like regular public schools weren't aren't aware of like as far as um shit that happened with um um segregation okay in that era so he, for whatever reason, showed us this fucking gri- I, He was just like, he was 28 years old. So he's like, we're watching Grizzly Man, guys. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Dude is awesome. Mr. Ender from uh, Lopez High School. I, right. I know a couple of my listeners are like, fuck yeah, Ender. <laughs> he's awesome. But uh, that movie's a comedy. I only wish that I could see him getting eaten by a bear oh. or hear it. I don't wish I could hear it. I heard something in a movie that was fake and it was traumatizing actually. And it was just audio only. So Right. Oof, maybe not. And then actually I was talking to Chris about, what was it the toolbox murders or something? And about this mm. oh, the yeah. audio Oh yeah, I still clip. haven't listened. Yeah, I haven't listened at all. I was <laughs> reading it and I was like, well, this sounds pretty bad. But I was like, mm, maybe this is bad. Yeah. I couldn't tell how I was feeling. Because when I was uh, about uh, like an adolescent, I was reading about Jeffrey Dahmer and- mm. um, Ted Bundy for the first time and I was like they like fucked boys like me and ate them and killed them and I was like oh. so I was like petrified and yeah I was like, there's no way this is real I remember this very distinct dark feeling that I never had before and it was like this overwhelming bout of anxiety and I was like fuck and I was trying to see if that's what that like the transcript from those audio clips mm. were giving me and I was yeah. like oh no <sighs> Chris has a really good 
meter for like what he knows I'll be able to like handle well and whatnot. And I remember him like looking into them being like, I don't think you want to get into it, which I mean, eventually my curiosity will probably reach a point where it's like, okay, I'm ready. Oh yeah. I think, I think everyone pushes themselves over the edge when they need to. And sometimes it's regrettable, but yeah. (laughs) Oh dude, do you, is there anything, well, maybe, maybe not the question to ask. I was going to say, is there anything you wish you could just like not have experienced so you could still be whole again as a human? (laughs) And then I was like, oh wait, that's usually like things people repress. Don't bring (laughs) that. So maybe not. I relate to that feeling though. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Cross health, Liz. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What do you like to do, to do for fun? Besides roast movies. I'll say that my work is usually my fun a lot of the time. Okay. And it's. Is that because um, you don't have time for fun or is it because you have so much fun doing it? I'll say that the things we work on, there's not much boundary and not necessarily in a bad way, but I'll say that our lives are consumed by the things we create. That's beautiful. And so I think that, you know, there's not a lot of things that we like, oh, we go wine tasting on the weekend. You know, we don't live that life. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, obviously there's, you know, we'll go to dinner with Caleb. He'll come over and watch a movie with us. But for the most part, it's us working, 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 and then we'll have dinner together and watch something. We'll wake up, we'll Mm -hmm. have breakfast together and then work on things. Um, And I think that a lot of our fun comes out of those things in a way. Wow. Well, I think that's really cool. I feel like both of you live this... um creative lifestyle and i see that you guys like that just opened my eyes when you said that (laughs) and you're like i think a lot of my fun comes from my work so i think so many people have that desire to reach that in their life and they never quite figure it out so i'm happy to know someone that (laughs) kind of has or at least somewhat does i'll say that like the cheat code to the life video game is do the thing that you want to do mm-hmm. and if you're loving it and you're convincing enough to other people it will become a thing absolutely and i mean i think most of the things we do are the prime example of that that you i think a lot of people are their greatest barrier for what they want but if you want to get your friends together and read a three-hour movie and you get a historical town landmark to accept you doing that because you feature them in the publication that you also made up that that's the (laughs) prime tornado of you can do whatever you want just do it already don't let anything else hold you back because all these things I mean and I have like the rehearsal before a live read is one of my favorite things in the whole world I get so amped for that because having all these people I know in a room reading movie lines is like delicious to me. I, you know, and I, I bet can't it would be believe from- sometimes that it's actually happening. Ugh. Like all of these people who come from totally different things that are working different jobs, have families in their own life are sitting right here with me because they got convinced you're like such a or troll. So, you're trolling it's, them no i'm not because totally it's wonderful they're you. all having a great time okay and <laughs> it's something that you wouldn't think of doing but it's like we're all just appreciating this script together it's like i remember in i don't know like junior senior year required reading for macbeth 
did you have to do that? No. Like over the summer I've you read a book? I've never done any required reading in so my life. So I was in AP English and they gave you like three books you had to read before yeah. the summer was over. And so we read Macbeth and we just like the four of us just met up one night and we all just read it out loud together. We're like, we're just going to read the Shakespeare thing out loud. And yeah. it was so much more fun. Yeah. And I think that if you have that approach to things that it's like, so many people come to a live and they're like, that was more fun than I thought it would be. I envy the crea- like the creativity in that, like the fun and that creativity of like, oh, this is sucking anyway. Anyway, we look at it. Let's like make it better. Yeah. So that's cool. I Live um, your life that way, guys. <laughs> I've had like a, a skid of like, um, not boredom, but maybe like, I feel like I just kind of like a plateau mm. in terms of like creativity and like, um, energy i don't even know what to call it like i'm having i was having a uh crisis a board like a lack of stimuli something like lack of goals and then recently i i made a promise to myself that i was gonna uh film like my own skate video part over the next year which something that was like very kind of usual typical to do as like a teenager and like now as an adult only like serious people are doing it and i haven't I'm, you know, not nearly as talented as I used to be on a skateboard. So it's like, I have to really fucking try. And I'm older, so things hurt more. And I've also been skateboarding for... How old are you? 14, like 23? I'm, I'll am i be 25 in April. Okay. And uh, I started skating when I was 10. So my ankles and hips and back and like everything hurts. And like, if I skate, if I, if I skate one day a week, like my like thighs are like in sharp pains and i'm like what the fuck is this it's so weird yeah i i hurt more from skateboarding now than jujitsu it's very strange um but i promised myself that i was gonna make a video like film the whole video part over the next year and like sincerely make a college try yeah (laughs) and hopefully not drop out um and and then i also recently got really into this artist that i was not ignoring but like i wanted like people had recommended to me and usually when people recommend things to me i don't look into them Mm because i hate recommendations (laughs) it's usually like the quickest way for me to ignore something but i found out like oh some people are doing it because they actually think i'll like it right and this person was right and Mm -hmm. it took forever to find the time this is about two years ago someone recommended uh these videos on youtube called drawing with skinner Okay. And it's this uh, artist and painter. And he, he did uh, this album cover for this metal band Mastodon recently, like over the past couple of years. And I, I just bring them up because I feel like they're kind of high profile enough in terms of like popularity. And they were at the Grammys and very strange of them to be there. But um, and he had like this uh, guy, Buzz Osborne from this band, the Melvins that I love. And then he had Blake Anderson from workaholics. And I was like, what the fuck? And there's only a few episodes, but it was so cool. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to fucking do art like him. And he literally, what he does is he has two canvases. It's him and like his celebrity friend, guest or whatever. Right. And they, they just like paint together and they just, they, they do like a little like fucking wheel of fucking 
doom or fortune or whatever and then it picks a category oh. and maybe it's like oh like parasites and then they draw a parasite together. oh that's cool and it, it's so and i was like did they just fucking did it together and he's like literally like giving like tips how to do it through the throughout the thing and there's only like a handful of videos yeah and i already watched all of them mm-hmm. and i was like fuck i can literally just like like see that painting right there i know it's very vulgar uh-huh. but um that's the kind of style like my friend made that and painted that himself and he i was like i had no idea you were so talented i didn't know anyone could draw vaginas so well you know what i mean (laughs) and he like paints them and just like these really cool crazy things and i was like fuck dude like how do you do that and i thought like oh maybe i could do that because like my my art is like reduced to like fast food napkins is (laughs) where it like the best comes out you know what i mean it's where we've seen it oh sorry so Um, have you made the skate video not at all tell us what you have like a month left. No, Get no, on no, it. no, 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 The to 2020. Oh. November 2020. I'm sorry. I, 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 okay. I, might, I might have phrased it All poorly, right. But like from November 4th to... Uh, November 2020 because skate videos take a long time is if you want to get like a quality amount of footage and a variety it's of like it. It's like a compilation, right? Yeah. It's a compilation of like things you film anywhere and everywhere. And there, I have to like have a... I ha- actually in this uh, little notebook here, I have like a list of tricks i want i absolutely like have to have type things and i'll probably never find it now and like here's like ideas goal tricks and must-haves that i want in there Mm -hmm. and then just you know things i've never even done too and then there's like here's like a a variety of tricks i want to stick to because i know this is what i'm best at and then these are like lists of skateboarders who videos i need to watch for like inspiration that usually typically like get me there and it, I just got real serious about it. And I was like, I need to approach it like the nerdy, weird, dork, yes. geek fucker I am. You know <laughs> what I mean? And just do it that way. And I was like, oh, that's how I get into it. It's yeah. going to like, so painting, yeah. skateboarding, and then podcast and comedy. So I'm just like trying to reinvigorate all of that. And it just recently happened. And I think it's really beautiful that you have all that creativity just coming out your fucking ass with your cameras and your fucking... <laughs> We can go on to a next question. All we, right. We can hear you talk now. Um, okay. You photograph a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You probably run into some fuckers. What's something these people do that maybe your future clients could hear now uh, when they get married and hire you that you'd like them to avoid? Hmm. Some things that people do that get on like, your I mean, nerves. Like, I mean, that just bother me. Bother you or just are bad etiquette. Mm, he said the name of the podcast. I know. I'm so sorry. It sucks that I named it that because all I want to talk about is, hey, what's bad etiquette? And I don't, also don't want this to be a themed <laughs> show because I think that those are gross. It's my favorite part in a movie when they say the title. So, Oh, like the Family Guy joke where the, that's is literally that in Family Guy where probably, he's, Peter's sitting in the theater and he's like, nah, he said it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know. I mean- The, the thing I get all the time is, you know, can you make me look 50 pounds thinner? Ha, 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 ha. But like their eyes are telling me like, I'm not joking. Like <laughs> I will get mad about this later. Like you have to accept that you are the person you are. This comes mostly from like bridal photos that people send me. They say, mm-hmm. I want something like this. And they send me a photo and it's a, you know, five foot 10 blonde, you know, 20 year old that looks, you know, incredible in this setting and then jump to what I'm shooting. And it's like, 
okay, none of these things are present. Mm -hmm. And I view that as, oh, you like the background. You like the sunset, Mm -hmm. you know, something in that. And it's like, oh, you want like the literal thing in this. You know, it's just like, I can't do that. And even if I do that, it's going to look weird. It's, you know, you can't. It's the wrong uh, subject in the right background. (laughs) I mean, anything like that. And I've... I've had some crazy people, but I think that's mostly it. Or people who, I mean, anytime I photograph like a teenage girl, they think that their like selfie face is just so cute and they make that for the photo I'm taking. And it's like this weird pouty, like, oh, and it's like, please oh. smile, please smile. <laughs> like, and that's hard to draw people out of because that's become such a thing. People take photos of themselves and they have like this perfect little angle that they do that so does not translate to someone else taking your professional photo. Uh, I have given up like trying to look good in photos. Like if someone's taking a photo of me, like I said, like candid photos or whatever, I'm just like, just take the fucking picture. <laughs> like I don't like... I spent a lot of time with Kylie and our friend Hannah and we'll go down south and hang out and go to the beach and and like you know as long as like my shirt's on and no one's seeing my fat rolls like I don't care what the face I'm making in the picture looks like I have a lazy eye sometimes and sometimes my head looks bigger than it is and sometimes the like back of my head and neck never really (laughs) (laughs) they don't separate and it's just like one big fucking beanstalk but that's fine just you know, there's a couple things like people, I, I, I care less than I've ever cared as far as like looking good in the good. photo comes. Yeah, it's hard. And I'll say, I mean, the most we get our photo taken is when we go out to eat with Caleb, <laughs> which is always in the context of it's 10 p.m. and Ugh. it's the end of a long day. And here we are eating and Caleb needs his his chicken strip That's photo. Fuck. And always he's like, you guys are in it. You guys are in it. It's like, oh, my God. And so now it's just like, please don't show it to me because I know I have an awareness of the way I look right now without seeing myself. I can just tell right now that this is not the prime opportunity for it. Okay. And so I try to just kind of avoid looking. I try to take the picture before, you know, you're no, probably going to be fine. more tired after. I don't know. I don't, I mean. Or I could have you send me a photo, but I don't know if it's copyrighted and I can use it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care about, you can take whatever, but. I'm excited to use portrait mode on my new iPhone. Oh Remember? Boy. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Please move farther from subject. Please move closer. It seems very touchy. It's an <laughs> asshole. I was trying to take this beautiful, there's a beautiful sunrise this morning. I don't know if you're awake at 6.35 nope, like never. I was, but it was fucking gorgeous. And I was like, oh, I had to like stop what I was doing. And I'm not that asshole. Like I like taking photos and- I mean, maybe I am that asshole, but I was like, oh, I have to take a picture of the fucking sunrise. It's so good because those things never come out well on no. a phone. Mm-mm. Never. Sunrises, photo sunsets, and mo- oh, photos of the moon can go fuck themselves. And nothing makes me hate technology more <laughs> than going, look at the moon and try and take a picture and seeing the street light in the distance. Like, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I took a picture and portrait mode was being a touchy fucker and I didn't get to get a picture of the goddamn sunrise. Should have taken a regular photo. Well, I, I, don't did. Think- I did. I tried oh, okay. and it was like, oh, it just yeah. nothing. But I started with portrait mode because um, I feel like I, I'm stupid. And I was like, this will probably make it look great. It's a portrait <laughs> of the sun, right? Did not, did not work. Oh my gosh. 
I have a question here where, where I was like, oh, did I, have I altered the photos you've taken? I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are so fine. Don't worry. I don't think you have. What's with the fucking pronunciation of your name on Facebook in that little section? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that say? Chris did that as a joke. What is it? And I've left it. I, I mean, play it. It's it's just nonsense, basically. It's it like is. Alex was, and, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. My, He's my, fun. Well, he Best living with so Chris. Fun. It's fun. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like that. And it makes me want to go into all of my friends' pages individually. Because if you look at mine, mine's been the same for since they had that feature. Mm -hmm. And mine says something very different. Oh. Yeah. Is it bad? Very bad. It says goddamn cunt. Okay. But uh, phonetically. <laughs> Because I said that a lot back then. Less fun. And and today, too. What are your goals next year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know. Still be breathing. Fair enough. I'll say that this year has been the biggest roller coaster of my life. You and know? I'm still on it. And I'm. it's so hard for me to look too far ahead right now. Which is kind of nice in a way. I've never really been that person, though. I don't make resolutions usually, like for a new year. Or oh anything. yeah, no. So that's I mean, gross. I wouldn't ask what your resolutions are. I just meant like, what do you hope yeah, to accomplish in the new year? I mean, I'd really like if we were living in a house next year. Okay, that would be fabulous. Like, um, like a house, house. A real adult house. Yeah. Um, I fantasize about just living by myself in an apartment, and just being like having this real like not bachelor lifestyle, but like. You know, in Batman Forever, mm -hmm. when when Jim Carrey as the Riddler yes. comes in and uh, Nick Cave starts playing, and <laughs> and it's just like these that's fucking what you're neon lights. For? Yeah, that's all I want to achieve <laughs> in life is just and live near some fucking subway train tracks and, oh. in some weird metropolitan area, and there's clearly bad things going out down below me. Oh, I have this like weird fucking art. Anyways, yeah, I want so the house. opposite of everything you want. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, if we're looking at just on paper, real cool, I would love for that to happen. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I think that's feasible. I think you can get there. I think it's possible. And There's some really cool places to rent. And I think um, with the whole economy collapsing soon, you'll be, you'll find something cheap. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't, I mean, anything else. It's all... I book all of my weddings like a year in advance. That's, so my year's weird. already there as far that's, as the work goes. How do you do that? I'd be panicking. I was like, I don't know what June's going to be like. Why would I do this? I uh, mean, it's for me, it's a lot harder when it's, I've had people that are like, one book two years in advance and I've talked to other photographers and weirdly everyone has the same thought of like what if I'm not alive then which well, is yeah, like a really exactly what I'm thinking it's just like a what and I mean in all reality your life's probably gonna be relatively similar to what it is now yeah. there will be like several other factors True. but yeah it's it's weird but then I mean it works out I mean that's how you're gonna live for the next few months so fair enough um yeah. I got to tell you that this year has been the most unexpected for me and my life has been the most different this year. Good. I've never done anything so like um, intentional in my life. And I think uh, intentional living is really good. Really Absolutely. important. And I might be stealing that from Chris's podcast. <laughs> I might have said something like that. Um, but ugh, yeah, I'm so glad I did this fucking podcast thing for whatever it is or becomes or whatever 
you know, interest plateaus it goes through. Like I'm still learning and it's still like really fantastic and a lot of fun. And you're still doing it. I'm so relieved to have you over here. I was like, thank God I get to do this again. Because <laughs> sometimes like people like last week I had three podcast fizzles. Mm. someone canceled and then I had to cancel on another person and then a file got just like fucked up but hopefully I can salvage that one Uh, it wasn't my recording though it was someone else's I didn't do it it was this app that did it this app that fucked it up I did like an over the phone podcast Um, and it was a lot of fun and it was really cool and it was someone I had never spoken to before Mm. so it was like a very brand new fresh like energized organic conversation Whereas, like, with you, I have to, like, try to mm, come up with new yeah. subjects that we oh, haven't I've talked, talked about before. before. No, no. It's it <laughs> actually it's, uh, very interesting to talk to you because I feel like even though we've known each other for a, wh- a little while and <clears throat> I've spoken to you before, I still don't know you. And I feel like you still don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Chris mentioned something about... Um, I think I actually, I mentioned, I was like, oh, I hope my room doesn't smell too bad. And he's like, oh yeah, no, no, me and Allie thought it was going to, we speculated <laughs> on what it would smell like. And uh-huh. I was like, eh, and he said weed and body odor is what he thought it was going to smell like. <laughs> and I was like, well, it fucking doesn't, does it? So. I do see the can of Febreze though behind you. So how much did you lay uh, on before? No, I I was looking for that. I couldn't find that. Does I, it really smell like Big Sur? You know, never been. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do usually spray it like before a guest comes over, I'll make my bed and I'll spray it and just, just to give it like a sense of like, I care a little bit, but yeah. uh, I did not do that this time. That's fine. Yeah. I hope it doesn't smell too weird in here. You no. have to sit in here. I hate going in people's houses and I'm like, oh, you're one of those people mm-hmm. that smell like this. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That shit sucks. When you're like, there's definitely something moldy around here. <laughs> oh, I wish I could tell them. Oh, I had this friend. Oh, I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to embarrass him or call him out talk to him but i want to know what the smell is it just mo- like there was something that was like sour or moldy around it, and there's like something that wasn't fridge washed. centric yeah smell. fridge centric but then i opened the fridge and there's nothing in there and i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> Ew, it's under like, it it's, it's, un- it's under it yeah Ooh. <sighs> okay i guess the a lot of these questions were answered organically which i love when that can happen because i don't like referring back to them but i guess you did say film director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to be when you grew up? Like how about when you were little? Um, Really wanted to be either a writer or a zoologist when I was little. A zoologist? Mm-hmm. Did you have zoo books? Oh, absolutely. Actually, I never, I never owned them. I checked them out the library. That's so cool. I was going to say, I was like, you owned them, you motherfucking <laughs> spoiled brat. How dare you? I never mail ordered them. I never the- once mail ordered a single thing yeah. on TV, but I was always like, oh my God. But we have to get these. <laughs> Never once. Only two payments in 1995. And I was like, oh, fuck. And they, f- they throw in more if you order now. <laughs> never got never got a single one of any of those things. I wish I could just go watch those like on like a co- compilation of all those old commercials. I love old commercials. Oh, dude, commercials. We have nostalgia. moments where we remember either the previews on VHS tapes that we owned or when you taped something and there's very specific, like, you know, the order, like there's a sunny delight commercial. Mm -hmm. Now there's a commercial for this. Absolutely. So good. I have the iron giant VHS tape around here somewhere and it's the same fucking like animaniacs and, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, commercials. N- I remember yeah, and I know and I'm like, ads are nostalgic. Yeah. Normal again. There's this one movie where there's this, old pizza hut commercial 
like so old before I was born old and I watched the VHS a lot growing up and it's ingrained. And then there's this Dave Thomas foundation <laughs> for like adoption a commercial after and it's fucking it's in there. It's yeah, in the damn memory I can bank. Tell. I can't remember people's names I met five minutes ago, but damn if those yep. commercials aren't shoved into the hard drive. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very bad with names. <laughs> I don't even remember what your question was. I don't either. Oh, what else I want to be on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, one of the best things when I was like 12, my dad told me I could see you being a writer for SNL. And that, I have ridden off of that high That's for beautiful. most of my life. Um, yeah, so of- I really liked the idea of either like writing novels or writing things for like movies and TV. Do, do you write currently? Do you have things you write? Not really. Or- I have ideas for things. Do you write but- them down? Um, not usually. Okay. Sometimes, I mean, if you look through the notes on my phone, there's just like two words that if I look, I'll be like, what was that thing again? Um, there's ideas that I have that I don't really want to materialize because I'm not ready for that yet. I want to like, okay. I'm very much both Chris and I, it's like, if you say the thing that you want to do, then you kind of start to make it happen and you know it will happen. And there's things that are like slowly like a rock tumbler in my head where I think about them on a long drive or whatever that eventually I would like to make happen. But now is not the time. Damn. I really want to know some of those things now. It's not. I mean, if they ever come to fruition, I'll be like, hey, that was one of the things. But. Okay. What about like in your lifetimes or something like, uh, like a punctuation that you want to achieve cre- cre- creatively? Um, I'll say that I kind of am unhealthy in like my standards for self-achievement. And so okay. even right now in what I'm doing now, I'm just like killing myself over it. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's things I would like to do, but I think it's more of there's a certain amount of things that I want to be able to accomplish and do very mm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have like a, almost like a quantity thing right now. Kind of. Yeah. You need to have a more. Exactly. A I have, uh, it's both. That's the dangerous part is that it's both quantity. It's dangerous, and but I quality. feel like also the happy medium is a very uh, noble pursuit. Thanks. So, and I think- I hope so. Because I, I I have a few goals that I definitely want, like by the time I'm 30, too. 30, also. also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify. Very specific. When I'm 32. Yeah. yeah. It's, and I think that there's, I mean, and it's also too, it's like life, life goals and then like creative mm-hmm. goals and doing both of those and- blending them and making that work. Well, do you have something that is going to fill the void that maybe Coyote and Oak was filling? You know, that's funny. People have asked me like, what are you going to do now? And it's like, I want you. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. (laughs) I mean, now maybe, maybe someone will listen and be like, oh, I won't ask her that. But like the way I've been looking at it is that I have like 10 things happening right now. And with it gone, now I'll have nine. That's beautiful. I would, there's no (laughs) void. It's just, there are so many things and I'm absolutely the kind of person that needs multiple things happening. I need several projects at a time because I just kind of jump between them and that's how I feel like I'm maintaining fulfillment in my life. Okay. But 
Um, it's fun to is it isn't it kind of fun to be like it's hectic and you got your fucking fingers in a lot of pies and you're like ah I'm fucking that's doing our whole life dude it's, <laughs> it's kind of a lot of fun because like part of me likes to balance like 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 exercise gym life uh, martial arts type thing but then like oh I really want to write things and I really want to make podcasts and I really want to like paint and like create things and I really want to also uh, maintain a healthy relationship with uh, my girlfriend and you know just all these things he's got to balance it. you gotta have all the balls in the air oh, as you're man. juggling and dude. it's there's something that is so fucking awesome about it. I got this um, wild hair up my ass a fucking like six or seven years ago just watching Henry Rollins and seeing like what a crazy work ethic he has and like how fucking vivacious he was mm-hmm. and just or still is and just like how he's just always constantly doing this, this, this and that. And I was like, you just do everything. And I just want to be like a version of of that that has so many diverse things also something really attracted me to uh uh joe rogan initially too it was like wait this dude's a fucking comedian he <laughs> did the fear factor thing he's also an actor and he's a ufc commentator but he's also like an accomplished martial artist what the fuck and then just <laughs> i'm sure i'm forgetting something else in there oh the podcast of course right, yeah. yeah and then i'm just like oh my god i love people that are just like i do this this fucking this this and that like musicians, filmmakers, and artists, and comedians, like people just like blend so many things. Oh God, I, I just, love that. It's so much fun, and it's. I when we, I mean, if I meet a new person or whatever, I honestly avoid as much as I can being like I'm a photographer because I feel like that that there are so many people that's like that's my that's your life that's what you do and it's like there's like 20 other things that I do and I mean if I'm being real they take a lot more time to explain Mm -hmm. it's like oh a magazine but it's you know I'm kind of curious what the um like other nine things might be not specifically nine obviously but you know well I'll say that Coyote Oak is ending, mm-hmm. but I also am the editor of the Wedding Standard magazine, which is based in San Luis Obispo. Okay. Second issue just came out. Um, I'm the designer for Slow Life magazine, okay. which wow. is based in San Luis Obispo. I'm going to put all these in the description. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've had this one. So there's a fuel of all my editorial projects just in themselves is kind of a lot what goes into being an editor i don't even like when people say editor i'm like oh yeah that okay um i'll say that for me it's like fancy name for opinionated like oh okay like professional judgment professional oh that's beautiful Um, editors have it all figured out really it's you get to judge people and get paid for it i think my like if i had to fit my purpose into some sort of like career format is that like producing things is the one thing that I feel confident in that if there needs to be a thing I think I have the capacity to know good bad and where to take it okay and that's basically for I mean it's crazy because I made up a magazine basically it's and good. then got hired to work on real ones <laughs> that I mean, well, someone made up those, at least you're self-aware though. I, th- I, I, I find it's still it's, and I mean, I, I was did journalism in high school mm-hmm. and that's all I'm going off of. Like I just said, I'm like, let's figure out InDesign again. God, I never and even, I never even got there. So it's, just winging it and having the confidence to just feel like you're doing the right thing. That's what a lot of people like. If you take a picture somewhere and they're like, how did you get in there? It's like, if you walk with purpose anywhere, 
people will let you in. Oh. If you ever want to go into yeah. like the fanciest restaurant or building or hotel and you feel like, oh, they might get mad. If you walk with purpose, no one will say boo. See, <laughs> And I, you have to do that I, with life too. Yeah, I confuse that with walking like a bouncer and it, I get stopped. Still. <laughs> Aggressively marching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just bumping through people. <laughs> trying to throw them out of their own establishment. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. God, fucking, I missed out on like being, this is what I feel like I should have accomplished earlier in life would bring me to where I feel like I should be now mm-hmm. is um, having some sort of like accomplishment in high school or school as far as like getting better grades and having like, a through line high school career, not yeah. six high schools and then graduating early because of a, a proficiency exam. Right. You know, and then I never finished like a single paper in any English class ever. And I, but I really, all I want to do is write and be a writer and yeah. like be, so, have like all the offshoots of that of like, oh, I want to write you know, skits and funny things and I want to write jokes better and I want to write like stories and I want to, you know, I never had any sort of um, fucking education on journalism or what it takes to do that or be that. And I have no idea. Like I'd literally just be like copy and pasting like other people's (laughs) styles in my head. So it's all been fucking like this weird outsider education where I don't have like a proper set of tools, like any fundamentals. I think that so much of it is just learning by doing that. I mean, I was very lucky to have a few teachers that truly like believed in Mm -hmm. me and the things that I did. And even if it wasn't, you know, finishing the paper or something Mm -hmm. like that, that were very encouraging of things. But I think that a lot of it is just jump in and figure it out. You know, honestly, I'd have to agree, even though I didn't finish jack shit and I had like a lot of hangups in life and school, um, I had a lot of teachers that were very <laughs> encouraging. It makes all they, the difference. They really pointed out like, hey, listen, I know you have a fucking F in my class, <laughs> but you're an A student inside there somewhere. And I'm like, oh. And uh, w- one of the biggest uh, moments is uh, a teacher held me back after class one day. And it was like the last class of the day. And I was like, I just want to go home. What the fuck? Yeah. And he like had like, wait outside kids. I'm talking. Don't come in. Like, you know, kids are trying to fucking come into the classroom. And he's like, Dallas, you're a shitty student. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> I was like 14, 15 years old. And this teacher's cussing at me and never heard like a teacher cuss, cuss before. Right. And I was just like, ugh. He's like, but I know you're smart because you're back there laughing at my jokes and no one else is fucking getting this shit. And you're, uh, you know, and I was just like, yeah well they're idiots you know just like just kind of like monologuing this in my head and like fuck and he really made a point to like hey you know i know you're better than the this fucking grade you have in this class so i kind of stuck that out and i got the highest grade in this class that semester because i was like fuck you dude how dare you call Mm -hmm. me out and then uh, something similar happened where it was just like someone was like challenging me in that way and i was like how dare you so i had another example but it totally flew the coop i tell you what (laughs) um yeah it's those fucking those moments where like people kind of like call you on your bluff and you're like oh shit i am or they acknowledge that you have some sort of potential i really enjoy that i think some of the greatest motivation is either competition or being told that you can't do something yeah because and even that is a competition within yourself right 
and then it just, I mean, you can, abs- I think that pushes you harder than yeah. I, anything I, else. I want to block out the negativity and the type of people that think like competitiveness or competition is a bad thing or that it, it's always these people who have this like real, like just, they just are content with being like whatever they end up being. And they like, they like anytime someone's competitive or they have some sort of like drive and they just fucking shit on other people and just drag them down because they're doing something that they're not. And I, I, I used to be one of those people and I still am in many aspects too. I I definitely have that pitfall, but uh, like, I did not realize like the importance of competition and like the healthy competition and balance you have with your life and things like that. And yeah, I think that there's competition and I think maybe more than competition, but comparison can really thief of joy. Yeah. That can really pull you down. But I think that, I mean, if you see someone do something and you have that, like, I wish I had done that. I wish I had thought of that. Like just take that. And it's like, I'm going to try that next Mm -hmm. time. And it's going to take you in a whole other, it's not you copying them. It's going to take you in a whole other direction that will make you better. It's, it's more shit for my asshole fire. That's what I look at. I think when I when I see people do something that I wish I had done and I don't really even like them as a person, but I'm like, how the fuck are they doing that? I need to do that. And I think, oh, I'm better than this person. In some capacity, I'm, I'm better at something than this person and I need to figure out what it is and one-up them. And it's like, maybe that's an unhealthy aspect to it. When I, that's a comparison thing where I'm like, God fucking damn it. I don't know if that's ever gotten me anywhere where I saw some someone do something and I was like, I could do that better. And then like tried to like compete against them. Right. Ho- hopefully, hopefully I bring it back to be like, remember, just compete with yourself. <laughs> it's all about yourself. You need to improve Dallas, uh, not compare the other person and their business ventures. And you have to also look at, you know, is this a thing that I actually like really want? Or am I just like in this moment of like, I can't believe they did that. And, you know, because yeah. of them, you're like, I could do that. Is it something that you genuinely even well, care I'll about? Do you want better? Is it you convincing yourself that it's not actually something you care about? <clears throat> and then you, it's just your way of like comforting and excusing yourself out of challenge. Yeah. So there's that too, where that's one I struggle with where I'm like, am I convincing myself that this doesn't matter? So I don't make myself uncomfortable, which is ultimately the most developing option. Yeah. <clears throat> Fucks me up. <laughs> Would you like to take a break? Sure. All right. We do breaks on this podcast. Oh, fun. Absolutely. Hey, Bad Etiquette listener. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal at paypal.me slash baddallas. <laughs> And we're back. Hello, folks. Did you miss us? <laughs> Did you like that commercial? That commercial break? I apologize. <sighs> Commercials are kind of gross. Yeah, I would agree. I don't like podcasts when they put like ads in the middle because it's like, hey, fucker, why didn't you put it in the front so I could fast forward? Because they paid it. more for the middle. Oh, Did they really? Mm-hmm. Did they really? Because more people are going to hear that. People know the ad will be at the beginning, so they skip it, but. When it's okay. in the middle, you're just like, oh, I guess I'll listen to it. Cause, Damn. Yeah. That's Sneaky. I used to never fast forward commercials because I was like, what if there's a cool one? And sometimes there's like cool things where I'm like, I got to check this out. And if it's like a very unique kind of podcast and they 
tailor the kind of products they use mm-hmm. and advertise on there. Usually some pretty cool ones. Um, I, you know, Dollar Shave Club, <laughs> for example, razors. How cool is that? I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> Unsponsored statement. <laughs> unsponsored statement. I know. I probably a lot. A lot of unsponsored statements. All bad, though. Just, how do you enjoy your you, Casper mattress? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I need to get one of those fucking things, actually. I've had that mattress forever, and I've... They're expensive. I need, I need some sort we, of like... We looked them up. They're oh, expensive, really? yeah. How much are they? I think for a queen, it was like 800 bucks. I knew you were going to say 800. That was like the number I had in my head, too. And sense. I've never gone mattress shopping. So I didn't have a real number expectation. But when I saw that, it's like too much. I've never had like a bed frame in my life before. Mm. That's not true. I'm sure I've had like a bunk bed with a bed frame on it or something. Like a kid's frame. Yeah. But I was about 16 when we moved in here and I had a mattress on the floor Mm. and now I have a mattress on a box spring on the floor. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I think a real difficulty and one that we have faced too is that you're upstairs and once the bed is there, do you really want to like start dismantling and carrying things up and down or do you want to live with what you have? Uh, You know, I've carried this table up these chairs a different set of fucking chairs um a lot of shit up here i carry the mattress here up myself i think if you want it bad enough you'll shove it through any fucking door or staircase you need to and honestly now that i'm thinking about it i'm probably time for a new mattress but i sleep so well on that one and everyone everyone else's mattresses hurt my back Stick with your mattress yeah, then. Just stick with this one. It's old though. It's gross. There's stains on it that I'm not even responsible for. <laughs> like when there's no sheet on it, I'm like, how the fuck do I sleep on this thing? Oh, that's what the sheet is for. <laughs> I know. It's still so weird. There's there's fucking ink stains everywhere because uh, that pen you had, those, mm-hmm. they, they do leak. Yeah. I have some leaky pens. I around. knew it. Yeah. Yeah. It's inevitable. Oh, yeah. Fucking life. The life source that is water. Oh, my throat was killing me at first. It's been so long since I've had someone over and I get to talk and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Where did I put my notes? Did, I have, I have did you take them no, back? They're right here. They're right here. They're never far. It's always right in front of me. Okay. What kind of camera do you use actually for the photography use? Do you usually use just the one camera? Do you use several? Um, I usually use one. It's a Canon 5D Mark III. Um, I also have a Mark II. I have a lot of cameras laying around, but I usually just use one. Okay. Do the, is, You can uh, record videos with those too? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know nothing about cameras. So this is all like, well, you can do Pretty like, good cool quality. Stuff. And it blows my mind how people even acquire cameras. That shit's expensive. Oh, yeah. You have to like be serious about it if you <laughs> want to buy like any more camera stuff. A lot of people like sell their thing by like they're constantly mm-hmm. rotating that's too much for me but okay i i had a question hold on mm-hmm. where'd it go where'd it go oh did you, have you ever had that shit stolen that's what i'm saying uh, in in, sca- no. in skateboarding there's so many instances where people are filming like and there's professional mm-hmm. photographers and videographers and will hire people who do skate but they're also like professionals at it and they have their gear stolen or windows broken and car windows stolen things yeah. just 
Um, no, but all my stuff is insured. Oh, so really? So if it is stolen. Oh, that's crazy. I think you've told me about this before. So you have your stuff insured? Mm-hmm. And just like So I just go over and kick your fucking camera? And, and I'd have you- to make an instant report about it Ooh, <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus. yeah um so but i mean the real liability is like in my hard drives and that oh, kind of thing okay. that has things that i can't buy with money but yeah that's beautiful but nothing's been stolen from me now <laughs> okay good i'm glad we'll we'll check your car right now when we go <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> i didn't want to jinx you you saw me move things into the trunk i before did I, <laughs> I was like good move. that was a very conscious good move nice i was like hell yeah I know I was watching like all the droves of like junior high kids and I was like, yeah, they're just junior high kids. Then I remember like there was just a junior high kid arrested for like attempted murder in a shooting I saw or something. that on the news. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, they're all dangerous. And I was just like looking over my shoulder. I was like happy to be outside while the sun was still up, but I was also like petrified of all these fucking young kids just like teeming with psychotic hormones and just who knows and they're literally all walking from the junior high school over there to the ghetto over here it only Mm. gets worse the closer you get to high school and it's just like they're walking past me these people are fucking who knows what kind of lifestyles they're growing up in so just judging all these little prepubescent fucking potential gangbangers it's literally like kids with like headgear like oh there there they go there they go (sighs) I'm fine. Nothing bad happens here, I swear. <laughs> what did Chris say when you uh, you asked how like sketchy this place is? <laughs> he uh, he compared it to, there's a street in Santa Maria. It's like, you know, if you go on that side, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that. I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, what street? Battles. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh, yeah. So he specified which side of that street. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Because, I mean, you had commented before about your neighborhood. I have so, to, yeah. It, um, I also, I don't want to invite someone over and they're like, where the fuck am I going? Because it's like the, and, and I was also going to ask, like, I was standing outside to kind of see which direction you came from. Right. Because I feel like um, some Google Maps is very, like, ghetto friendly. And I'm like, I, you know, you guys I had a very in. direct route here. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's very easy. This H whole, to Laurel. The whole to, town's yeah. a grid. It's super easy. Nothing special about it. No curvy streets anywhere. <sighs> um. Yeah, so, well, mm-hmm, some things And I mean, that was my main here. concern is the contents of my car. Yeah, so. that usually is. That's No one's going to bother us. Like you said, no one's going to bother us. They're going to be very, uh, probably respectful of the corduroys and graphic t-shirt. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, what am I saying? What did I say? <laughs> Don't wear primary colors? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just kidding. I have no idea what their colors are. I was just being playful. But also, watch out. Because I guess, I guess, I've had two ins incidents the whole time i've ever lived here where i was involved maybe that's a lot is two a lot for like eight years seven i mean for you to be involved is kind of a lot we have things that happen on our street that Mm -hmm. we're not involved in but we watch from the window weird like (laughs) what i feel like that's uh, Um, on the edge of orchid so this is this still kind of drives us crazy there was one night where there was a guy screaming at the top of his lungs and the fire department and the police showed up. And this is like, I mean, not just like crazy guy yelling, but like real like blood curdling yell. And we were just like, did someone just die? Did someone get stabbed? Like what happened? And we were, we got no resolution. I called the police department the next day to be like, hey, this happened on my street. I said, whatever time it was and what Mm -hmm. street I was on. They're like, we have no record of 
anything happening. And it's like, we saw the cars, like, please. And so we still, it's just like, I wonder what happened that night. That fucking someone overdosed a couple of doors down and the cops showed up at like five in the morning. And I have no idea. Even the la- even the landlord was like, I, I don't know if they're alive or dead or what happened. No one said anything. And I was like, damn, I got to be a little tighter on which neighbor I'm wishing death upon. Shit. <laughs> uh, living in close quarters. You guys, I feel like y- you might have some like quiet, respectful, cool neighbors. And you guys might even be the rowdiest people in that little block, <laughs> you know? Our, yeah, our neighbors are very cool with each other for the most part. It's... In our little, like, building, I guess, uh-huh. everyone's pretty cool, but there's a, like, houses on the other side, yeah. and they can get pretty loud. Surprisingly, uh, that's... And I mean, surprised. it's everyone... I mean, even the people who have kids in our complex, it's, like, really nice kids. It doesn't really bother us, and everyone's been What's pretty chill. What's that like? Jesus. I don't mind it at all. Oh, my but gosh. I, I the one time when we did live read rehearsal for Home Alone... It got really loud. You weren't uh-huh. there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Of course. You could have been. Uh, no but- <laughs> way. Home Alone? I didn't know you then. Um, but I was like texting my neighbors being like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'd, I'd, I'd be Marv in a heartbeat. We were, we were. I'm going to send you recommendations even though you probably will just. That's fine. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about them and. I mean, we just watch movies, and as we're watching, it's like live read casting, and just be like, "This person." This That's person, this so person. fucked. So. Stop typecasting me. <laughs> Bad guy. I I was so like motherfuckers. It wouldn't. I was Cal from Titanic. That's you. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. literally. I'm literally not. Look, we know best. I don't think you do. <laughs> Who That's, would you have cast yourself as? Um, in Titanic. Mm-hmm. The fucking the Irish friend. Tommy. Yeah. You went full Shrek in your one line of like Scottish accent. Did in I? the script? Yeah. Oh, man. It was. Thank God. <laughs> I like Scottish accents a lot. I, th- uh, I like, uh, I've uh, learned late in life that I have a very heavy Scottish background to the point of like, we're related to the Loudon family, which is their Loudon castle, which eventually became a theme park in Scotland. <laughs> And we have all these like paperwork and this like file of shit about our family on there. And I was like, wow. So we're like Scottish, Scottish. <laughs> it's not like, oh, like some Scottish person came over and, you know, had sex with an American and then your kids. It's like, no, like you're Scottish. <laughs> but also there's nothing worse than when someone does like a fat bastard impression mm. or like a Scottish impression. Those kids drive me nuts. It's <laughs> always like these weird, like nerdy kids, like. Oh, almost like Caleb, but not quite like Caleb. More like virginy than Caleb. Oh, I can't stand. What it. a compliment he's gonna take from. Well, I, I, I don't think his virginity's intact. I think he's old enough to have lost it. But who knows? I don't want to go. I don't want to go on. I don't want to gossip or speculate on someone that can't defend themselves. That's not fair. Unless it's a celebrity. Um, that's a lot of fun. Oh. Man, um, I think I asked you the questions I wanted to ask yeah? you before. I'm really just trying to get to know you because you, like I said, you, how dare you typecast me in any sort of fucking <laughs> live read situation. You don't know me, but I also 
a, a lot of me doesn't know you either. I really try to understand you and Chris to a great degree more each time we hang out. And I'm like, I don't get them. <laughs> I don't get these people. You're I mean, too, what so do you want to know? I don't know. Why are you so quiet? How about that? I like listening more than talking. Okay. What are you hiding? <laughs> what the fuck are you hiding? How about that? I mean, I think that it's more that it's like, and I mean, Chris is much more so than this, but it's like when it's the right moment to speak, then that will be the time. And I I will like, I mean, I'm much more quick and impulsive to like argue with someone, especially it's like, we'll just have conversation with Caleb about, you know, whatever movie Mm -hmm. he just saw or whatever. That sounds fun. I'll say that seeing Caleb's devotion to the Batman franchise, even if I love a certain film, Mm -hmm. I'm more tempted to find things wrong with it just to like- Shit on him. Just to shake the foundation that he's on. And oh, I mean, I could love it. We watched Batman Begins with him. We had a, I don't know the Uh timeline, but we watched Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. and I had not seen Batman Begins in full. I had seen parts oh. of it, but I hadn't sat down and watched okay. it. And there were several parts. It's just like, what like is what, this? Like what, do you remember? Um, I love that movie. I think that was probably the, maybe the strongest. I think that's like, his favorite of them. Maybe. I, that might be wrong. Dark Knight's probably his favorite. But um, it's, it's hard to compete. I don't know, Caleb. I'm sorry. Um, But there was one line where Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. whatever her name is, is in his kitchen and he's like, Alfred still keeps the condensed milk on the top shelf. And I was like, what why, are we watching why'd you, why'd right you include now? that? <laughs> did did like, they like have this like tiny little throwback drama moment? And I, it was it, like when they were kids, yeah, they used yeah. To, yeah. And it's just, I held on to that for the rest of the night for like, that would why? bother me if I was watching that in theaters and they said that I'd be like, Oh, this sucks. Get going. Let's see more Bruce Wayne, please. It's also painful to me that Katie Holmes is now Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like this is the same person transition. I know that there are things that happen and things that fall through, but I wish there could have been. It was such a pleasure to watch Maggie Gyllenhaal blow up though (laughs) and die because... I was just thinking about that scene the other day for some reason. Me too. The surprise Weird. twist of, yeah. oh, it's her that goes. Yeah. That's, I love that film. It's that's so good. God, that movie, I, do I own that? I don't know if I own that, but fuck, that's a good movie. That is the first film that I saw twice in theaters. Really? Mm-hmm. I w- saw it the midnight showing. Okay. And then saw it again maybe like a week or two later. Wow. I wonder what the first movie I saw twice in theaters was. It might have been, it was either Evil Dead, the remake. I saw it four or five times in theaters actually. It was the first time I went back. I also saw Guardians of the Galaxy twice. I liked that. Evil Dead came first. It might have been Evil Dead. Okay. Yeah. Where I was just old enough to where I was like, I can just walk to the fucking movies (laughs) and watch whatever I want. God damn it, I'm going. God damn it, mom, I'm going. We're, we're saying it. I'm seeing it by myself. I'm seeing it with my friends. I snuck it. There was another time where I didn't have a ticket because I just left the theater and then I watched it again. I remember one time I uh, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I saw that five times in theaters. Oh, no. I uh, was leaving a showing. My friend was walking in and I was like, oh, let's go watch it again and just watch it again with him. And 
I don't have that stamina. Uh, I don't either. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep that That's time. too much. Also, it was my friend Johnny Wilson, and he oh. hates watching movies with me because he says I don't shut up, which <laughs> is very surprising because I thought that everyone else were the people who didn't shut up. So now I'm like very like, I won't talk unless spoken to. Part of me like wants people to ask me questions during movies <laughs> like like if me and kylie are watching a movie for the first uh-huh. time maybe not in the movie theater yeah because i'm like i don't have time to explain ask me after then i explain everything yeah but um if we're watching movies for the first time please ask me every single question there's nothing more than someone like do you have the knowledge that i seek to understand and i'm like yes i do um same thing if I'm watching like a UFC fight or some MMA fight and someone's like, why are they doing this? I, I was watching like one at the bar one time with uh, my friend Tim and I was like, they're going to stand him up right now. There's nothing going on. And then the ref stood them up off the ground. He's like, how the fuck do you know they're going to do that? And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just fucking, that's how I I'd have be. never seen you light up more than this moment. Really? <laughs> oh, I, there's some, it's like weird. Cause it's like, I think it's a very selfish thing and it's very like a, an attention whore type of thing. And, I mean, it feels good to be the person who knows. And yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, so you talk in the theater? Mm, like, I think I would like like make like little side comments like, that's not how Biggie really is. is he? Or just like stupid, whatever. Yeah. What an insert here. I mean, yeah. I mean, and if Chris I, and I go see a movie, we'll make little jokes in between. If we go with Caleb, uh-huh. if he sits on Chris's side, they always like, I can hear them like having a good time. Like they'll kind of like laugh together. If he sits on my side, it always ends up being during dramatic movies. Like during funny movies, he'll sit on Chris's side. They'll have a good time. If he sits on my side, like when we saw Midsommar with him, he had already seen it. Mm-hmm. We hadn't. And he does this thing where like before something's about to happen, he just lets out this like. Oh God, I wish <laughs> you were telling me about that. I hate that. Jesus. And it's just like, I, it's like, you need to stop right now. <laughs> And for some reason, it's always he sat next to me during like a scary movie and he was doing the same thing where he's like, oh shit, oh shit. It's like, you can't do this right now. But then he sits on Chris's side and it's like, I think, I think fun. I think I do something similar though where I tense up and I just get really quiet, but I wouldn't, I don't think I make any audible noises like that. I'm like hyper aware of it now because yeah. I know it's going to come. Damn. And it's funny. What'd I you, mean, what do you think of Midsummer? I loved it. I loved it. That's it? I mean- this this turned into the Midsummer podcast for a while. Like every guest you had, it's like, what did you think of really? Midsummer? Yeah, I can't believe you listen. Do you actually listen to this podcast? Sometimes. Okay. Jesus. Not. I mean, not consistently, That's but fine. I. I don't. I think I, it lined up some, where okay. you had like maybe two people in a row or something who I knew, knew or, or knew or of, and so those yeah, okay. are like yeah. the air of when you saw it. I really enjoyed it. I. Caleb texted us, you know, whatever it was like a Saturday and said, have you guys seen this? And we said, no, we had, we had not even heard of it. And oh. he said, will you go see it with me tonight? I already Dude. saw it. And so we went in totally blind to oh, what was happening. You can't. <laughs> I don't even like the movie on paper, but you can't just go into that without knowing about it. Like I knew, had you seen Hereditary before? No, I still haven't. Oh, fuck. Dude, I, I you, get uh, what it is, though. I know, but like the experience is so different. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm like psychologically ready for the visual aspect of that film. Honestly, if you saw Midsummer, you can see fucking Hereditary. Yeah, but like Midsummer, we thought about for like so long and lingering, like, Mm -hmm. what was that? So, what stuck out about the movie? I mean, just like watching like a head get smashed. Yeah, that was excessive. Which is the point of it. It's so much more than you, I mean, again, going into it not knowing. Mm 
And it was very much like Kinfolk magazine meets Wicker Man. Like it was just this very beautiful composition. And then, oh, it's a cult. And like, I mean, we knew as it was going, it's like, oh, someone's gonna like, one of them's getting picked off and like dying in a ceremonial way. Like we saw that coming probably because we recently watched Rick Wicker Man and well, had that kind of mindset where it's like, oh, that, like cute listen, white dresses. This is, and <laughs> This is what I didn't like about that fucking movie. Everything seems so goddamn predictable except for the opening. I'll say- And then that, at one point, listen, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I have nope, to say go this. For it. At one point, before they were even going there, the fucking Swedish dude or whatever, mm-hmm. the fucking white dude from Europe was talking to the girl and he's like, oh, it probably seems like a lot of pageantry and it might seem kind of <laughs> ridiculous at the end of it all. And then I literally go, oh, it's the director going, it seems like a lot of pageantry and by the end of it, it might seem kind of ridiculous. And it's like the, the literally the writer director going like, <laughs> wink, wink, like this is going <laughs> to seem ridiculous and it's going to be watch. And it fucking was. And I like, I caught it out for whatever reason. I was like in, in fucking uh, viewer mode and I was uh-huh. like, okay. And I just try to like understand things. And also when things like that are happening in the movie, you need some sort of like a uh, tether to the world of like sense. Yeah. You just need to like make sense. You're like, okay. Um, uh, let's try to compartmentalize that. So that, that's what I was doing. And, right. Oh my God. And that's exactly what happened. And I was like, that was fucking ridiculous. It was a lot of shit. There was, it was a very pretty movie. I wish I liked it as much as it was fun to look at. Okay. The, you know what I mean? Like, like the sky Eagle was crazy looking, but I was also like, what'd you think was going to happen? He was going to walk in and find his friends sitting there playing Tetris. Like, come on, no shit. And then like, I think I thought the goofiest part when the foot was just sticking out of the garden. <laughs> Classic Silly. trope. I I really enjoyed it. Okay. Also, I mean, wouldn't have noticed it if he can't point it out. I mean, and mm-hmm. he did. Chris pointed out the music in that. Really loved it. I'd have to go back. Especially final track. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. I enjoyed it. I, but like I said earlier, I love excessive over the top meets drama that's like i love the formula of mashing those things together there's even part of me that was like concerned that my opinion of the movie was heavily influenced by how like traumatic the opening was oh yeah that was crazy i was ready for kylie to go i don't want to watch this movie let's go and i was gonna go fuck yeah let's go let's leave (laughs) i was so ready to, and she didn't (laughs) and i was like i guess we're staying and i was like if she can stay i can stay the mouth with the tape Dude, around the yeah. exhaust pipe oh was... Oh, my God. Because you just, like, processing what just happened. Because and you see you the pipe the go up the mail. stairs. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you're like, oh, oh. And oh, you see dude. that, like, you realize that the shot of the parents are like, oh, no, I get it. And then mm-hmm. you don't expect that coming in. And then, yeah, and then the puke. You can see that there mm-hmm. was clearly, like, a... Uh, like, a um, primal struggle of, like, survival in, like, the system of the body. And she's like throwing up on herself and you don't see it. And you have to like literally piece everything together. He does such a great job at making the, the horror of it all your imagination after you see that. Cause like on paper, it's like, Oh, someone did the hose right. and then they're dead. And it's like people have killed and themselves you like only that in movies see all the time. For several seconds. Yeah. And it just well, and ruins it's, it's you. It's the spliced buildup too, yeah. because you have the, I'm trying to convince people I don't like this movie. <laughs> I know. Um, it's the spliced buildup of like the, the voicemail and the parents not answering uh-huh. and the tense, 
intensity of like a upset girlfriend and then the dude's out with his friends and honestly he should have been out of that relationship before he even got to that fucking point because <laughs> if you're at the point where your friends are just like dude come on and you're just like oh god you yeah. know on the phone like uh leave but you know so, so sometimes you gotta tend to your garden and see it stick it out <laughs> and sometimes you get put into a gutted bear suit and burned alive so who knows <sighs> yeah How are you? <laughs> Doing great. Good. Yeah. Well. I think it's so funny that you feel like you don't know us. I That we're d- just like these. I feel like. <laughs> safety deposit boxes of people. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just trying to understand people. And sometimes I'm like, there's something more. Like I maybe, maybe it's just, I'm I was so used to people having a very close connection with me to where like there's a lot of personal turmoil that they share and I share and we have to like bond over it and maybe that's like a toxic way to build friendships (laughs) but it's also not anything that either of you have done so I'm like like part of me is just like where's the scars what's going on what the (laughs) fuck like I'm like you what life's just dandy what the fuck is going like oh you're just like a photographer and like an editor and you have a cool and he had a cool podcast and makes a lot of music and I'm like what the fuck happened what's going on (laughs) You know, I got to explain to people. I'm like, that's just how my mom is. I'm sorry. Like, I can't. That's just where I came from. You understand, you know, what, how I grew up. Like, this is, you know, the whole self-care that's new to me. Like, I have this whole neurotic, like, embrace with people. And I'm like, oh, you guys are just so, like, not, not. I wouldn't say, like, vanilla or, like, normal. But like, you're, like, like, there's something too safe about you people. And I mean, that's under- flattering I'm- because I don't view myself in that way. Well, then like, what, how the fuck do you view I me, mean, then? I mean, I think... I think that there's, I think we're two people who are private and aren't opening up publicly as much as a lot of other people are. Yeah, that, which is I also mean, fucking gross. So, <laughs> I mean, you look at, you know, like you said, you look at my Instagram, you don't really mm-hmm. see any pictures of me. You look at his and you see what he's working on. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. It's nice. I mean, you could also uh, separate that from the fact that maybe it's the slight, like generational gap like just a few years removed from how people are consuming and uh, expressing themselves like at my age currently and younger sure, yeah and you guys maybe just do something a little different like sometimes i get mad when like older celebrities aren't like sharing themselves more on like social media i'm like but i follow you and i need to know what the fuck's going on <laughs> Like one of my favorite skateboarders, the reason I bought that tech deck is because that's one of his last graphics and it's probably the last tech deck he'll ever make or ever make with his name on it because he retired from professional skateboarding. I saw a fucking video in his tagged photos of him rock climbing. And I was like, since when the fuck do you rock climb, James? What the (laughs) hell is going on? Who are you? Yeah. And I was like, is this what you're doing? (laughs) Is this what's going on? Oh, it's so strange. Just, I don't know. And maybe there's something like gross and perverse about uh, how kind of open I am about things but also I have the excuse of like you guys came to the fucking podcast to listen like (laughs) what do you think you know like at least I have that built in excuse of where it's like I did it this way yeah this I think too that I have there's a lot I mean just like I I don't bring up to people often I mean people ask how Chris and I met and it's Mm -hmm. well we met if you go down into it because we both played music and then people go from that and they're like, you played music and they like glom on to that. It's like, I don't really want to talk about this. Yeah. Like, and then same with like, you know, 
I was adopted. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of it, but I hate explaining things to people from the get go of like, yeah, this. And it's like, there's so you're a photographer. I don't really, I'm, it's not my personality to mm-hmm. just kind of dive in in a normal conversation. Gotcha. And so I think I kind of intentionally just like, if someone asks me, I'll tell them the truth about, you know, whatever for the most part, but that I just, don't like talking about myself that much. And well, honestly, you're good at not talking about yourself to almost a fault, whereas other people do it excessively and they're not interesting enough to keep it up and I don't want to hear them do it. <laughs> and I think that you and Chris are both somewhat interesting people. And I also want to know like what other idiosyncrasies you guys might have. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the kind of thing that it's like if you ask, either of us would tell. But we're not like I get if that. you stick I get that. around but long enough, like, it's I'm, not just going to come out. I don't have the Cards Against Humanity specific question <laughs> of like, ah, how do I access this part of your right. personality? So it's so hard because I'm like, I don't know where to go with you people. Like when we're sitting there, I'm always just like, <laughs> I need something new. I, I, I can everything that I'm seeing, I can read on paper but I need to know something new. <laughs> I need something else. Like the, you know, even like the movies thing or even uh-huh. like me, me and Kylie trying to understand like the library thing. And then she was explaining to me, I was like, she just wants to do the Titanic thing. She's really excited and happy to do it. And I was like, okay, why? <laughs> and then I'm, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, her and Caleb are laughing at us in my head. I'm like, they're just doing this to mock us. Oh no. <laughs> just doing this to laugh at us. I was like, there, she's twisted. Deep down, there's something <laughs> wrong about this and her. And this is perverse. And I don't know why she's doing this to us. And this is all just like neurotic paranoia I'm having, like in my head <laughs> to myself, not even lending enough of it to Kylie to. <sighs> I think that so many things, I mean, like that is. Caleb was laughing a lot. I was having a small meltdown okay because that, that I, piano player kept playing. Yeah. And by the third time, it was just like tears in my eyes. I like, I so can't believe relieved. like laughing so hard that this is happening. I was so relieved. Like the, the piss got taken out of it immediately. Cause I was like, <laughs> this is too serious. We're doing Titanic at the Samaria Inn. I was like, I started this at a deli with fucking American flag pants on. Uh-huh. At a deli that has stickers that say LSD for Lincoln Street Deli. Like, (laughs) why am I wearing a fucking suit right now? That was ridiculous. So silly. I loved it, though. I ended up, like, appreciating it for what it was. Good. And that's, I mean... But also, I I was, like, doing it, like, in in spite. I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this because she's making me do this. That's crazy, man. I'm a little crazy. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I just, I mean, from Titanic, I had been, like, wanting for so long because just the stunt of it. It's just, it is so long. It's so indulgent. But there's something so appealing about that, isn't there? Like, to me, it's the kind of thing that... Yeah, on, like, on fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm or something, (laughs) there's something appealing about... I mean, it's just, if I had seen a sign that was on this Friday night, you can watch people read the script of Titanic. I'd be like, yes. What we're TV going. show do you think you live in to where they were going to abridge how funny it is? This isn't The Office. I'm so mad. That's because you're right, but also. I Here's the know. beauty of it you did it, didn't you? Like it, it 
happened. This isn't something that like we were sitting in lawn chairs. It's like, what if we all read Titanic or her, her and like we just kind of laughed about it. It was a real thing. But and see, people that's enjoyed the point. it. I didn't have the point of inception moment, the well. sitting in lawn chairs laughing about it <laughs> moment. So I don't have the narrative. There's no linear moment to me. So I'm literally just like, now I'm here <laughs> saying corny lines. Ah. Well, maybe if you came to the rehearsal, I honestly you had. had no idea that I fucked the time up so badly. I was like, oh my God. I don't know why I thought it was at noon. I literally thought it was at <laughs> noon at Ellery's. So, but also tough shit. Didn't yeah, a lot I of had people to read not- all your lines. Well, that's what you fucking get for making <laughs> someone go through that. What'd you think for me not doing the rehearsal? How did it go? Um, I mean, it went well for, I mean, the people that were there, but there were three people missing and I read all of their parts. Oh, there was three people mm-hmm. missing? Oh, thank God. See, I knew there was other people that weren't showing up. So I knew Well, all Weston of it wasn't, on wasn't me. coming because he already read it with Chris and I. Okay. And lives in the Bay Area. Wasn't going to come down. And Rude. then Justin was in North Carolina and I knew that ahead Rude. of time. And so I was like, okay, I'll read for both of them. And then we got your text. I was like, oh gonna lose my voice tonight part of me felt so good to act because i never like not show up or to do things and cancel things so that was like a a new feeling for me how was it um honestly i wish i would have just came to the rehearsal (laughs) it was so much more fucking stressful that day not doing it yeah i bet Agreed. Well, now you'll come to the next one. Uh, no, it depends what the movie is. You'll tell me and I'll go, nope, not doing that. You'll tell me the character and I'll go, nope, not doing that. I, I'm going to have my fucking parachute cord ready. Who's your like ideal, like you would love to read that character? Huh, I don't know. Just something funny, goofy. Okay. I like I like when moments get to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I like when I don't have to be... Uh, like, I guess in terms of trying to understand you, I also want you to understand something about me as well. Because I know there's always a, a gap that's bridged in um, identifying with someone. Sure. And I think part of that is I'm not as prickly as I come off. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, there's a like once you touch the cactus, the the inside, the parts are they're smooth in between the prickly parts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how I feel like I am as a person. And I also want to like, um, just explore that area because it can be very stale and boring and get kind of fucking one dimensional if you're uh, always like a, you know, grumpy dickwad. Yeah. You know, that's just like talking shit about things. <laughs> Well, like uh, some of the conversations I've had on here, I was very happy to have had with people. And very early on, one of my coworkers had listened to the podcast. She's like, I had no idea you were so sensitive. Mm. And I was like, I've never heard anyone say that to me in my life. Please <laughs> say it again. I need you to say it again. And it was, uh, it was just, it was because my friend died and I was like, I was talking about it. Right. You know? And I was like, of course. I was like, fuck that barely counts. Anyone would have done that. Right. Stupid. <laughs> So I don't know, but also part of me is like, don't give the asshole character to someone that's not going to do it well. <laughs> so it, it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard one. Oh man. Biff Tannen in Back to the Future would have been perfect. <laughs> not going to lie. Can't even argue there. Who is Biff? For, when you guys Neil. Did? Neil. God damn it. <laughs> that fucker. I haven't seen him forever. <sighs> 
I don't want to turn into Neil. <laughs> well, you reading anything right now? I am never reading and I really? should be. So Chris and I will read to each other. And that's the only reading I've done. What in do you years. read to get like so the funny texts I send him? <laughs> no, I Damn mean like before bed, we'll lay in bed and read a book together. Oh my fucking god, that is the cutest goddamn thing <laughs> I've ever heard. So like I'll read out loud, etc. Mm-hmm. Switch. So we the last book we finished was Chronicles of Narnia. The first and one? I had mm-hmm, okay. I had never read it before. And do you know I have a Chronicles of Narnia tattoo? No. But I'm, I'm oh gonna. wait, you do. Um, I'm just I'm just taking my flannel off. <laughs> Relax. Um, but uh, yeah, so he got me for Christmas last year the box set of the Narnia books. Oh really? So yeah, because I had oh, never okay. read any of them, and so we. Huh. That was that was that one, one required reading I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mr. Tumnus tattoo is Mr. coming Tumnus, out right there. What is he? I have no idea what the fuck. These are like <laughs> flutes or something. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. So that's the last one we finished. Before that, we read a book by John Benet Ramsey's parents. Okay. That must have been. A and fiction. then before that, we read one that was the lead investigator on the John Benet Ramsey case. Oh, I left out. We read Columbine by Dave Cullen. Oh, how was that? I had read it before. I'm. And Chris hadn't read it. So this was my second go round. I really enjoy mm. it. I mean, in the. You know, however, you can enjoy that book, but it's, I think, very well written. I, I, Some people hate I, on it. I don't. Ju- I don't judge people. Uh, you're talking about the Columbine book, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I don't judge people when they have some sort of morbid fascination with a like, you know, crazy, weird, like tragic incident because it's like you only get one life, and this is a weird, crazy thing that happened during that life, and you have access to the information and you get to explore it, like fucking do it. You know it's what I mean? Like it's Shakespearean. The way that that played out. There you go. It's, I mean, on paper, and I mean, now we've become so desensitized to school shootings, but I will say. You blew my mind now that you said that. (laughs) Now it's like hitting me. You're fucking dead on. It, the way that the two characters both developed without each other and then interact once they meet and all of the events that happen concurrently, it's incredible. It's, I mean, I know too much about it now. I have nothing to do with this information except now, like, every once in a while. Well, what's something that sticks out that other people don't know about this? I mean, I don't know. How much do people know about it? I don't know. Because now I know, like, a Everything. stupid so, amount of information about it. Well, yeah, because you're like, it. oh, so, doesn't everyone know I mean, like, so, like, I mean, we've even quoted this every once in a while. There was this kid named Brooks Brown. Do you know about this? I okay. know. So he was kind of on again off again like classmate friends with the guy eric harris oh and he his it's so so frustrating um so eric had published things on his website which at that time think of like 19 you know 90s website but um this basically like threats to specific students and Mm -hmm. people and this kid's parents had several times reported to the police like hey look at this, like, huh. this is bad news. And they basically were just like, oh, okay, and like printed it out in a file and never looked at it. And so if they had followed up on it, things could have been avoided. But- um, That's typically the case. And so like. they started having this, you know, tumultuous relationship where this kid like would keep telling on him and telling his parents and the parents would get in fights with, 
their parents and this kind of thing. And so there was this lead up, you know, of they knew that something was wrong and no one was really listening. And, you know, up until you know what happened, you're like, wow, they sound really annoying. And then you see what happened. It's like, they saw it coming. So anyways, um, this kid Brooks had been coming up right before it happens. Mm -hmm. And Eric said, he had said, you know, where were you? You know, you weren't in class. And he said, I like you now. Go home, Brooks. And the kid just left and went home and totally yeah. missed it. And so just little things like that. I mean, there's things that were happening with the teachers at school that day. It just all I, I, comes I did know about the, that interaction. Yeah, that, it's and then And there's an additional interaction that um, I want to say it was Dylan, not Eric. Uh was just talk, talk to one of his friends like who was hiding on her desk and he's like hey man what's going on he's like nothing just shooting people <laughs> and it was just like what the fuck and they had this interview oh okay I thought I stopped recording for a second I got real <laughs> panicked it hasn't done that in a while so I've been like eyeballing it <laughs> um um but yeah I I learned about Columbine like maybe two years after it happened, I was really young at the time. And my parents were watching this like history channel documentary or like special on it. And they were telling me about this thing that was happened. And I was like, how have I never heard about this? This is fucking crazy. But also I grew up like, like I was just like my developmental years was like nine 11. So that was just like, ah, all that shit happened. So it still sticks out in my mind. This really strange, like that shit literally they won. If you think about it, they wanted to make something that would be in history books. Like they went in with the idea of let's massive destruction. And I mean, it's just like people talk now with something happens and we keep saying the perpetrator's name over and over mm-hmm. and they become famous because of it. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is Eric Harris, Dylan Klebold. I have no reason to, I don't remember like people's names that are important to me very often, but those names are stuck in there. Right. You know what I mean? And just, I mean, Columbine became, you know, the name of uh, any time it happens. Yeah. It's a verb, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, it's, they it's Columbined so in the this lexicon. school. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, but <sighs> it's, trip. yeah, it's crazy. And just understanding all of the pieces that went into it and the people who were also students that didn't understand the scale of what was going on, that were friends with them and were like, oh, like we're going shooting in the forest. Like Mm -hmm. we live in Colorado. This is like a relatively normal normal thing. And yeah, I did that in high school too, but it wasn't like a fucking. Or even like one of them, you know, saw Eric making bombs like, you know, in his bedroom and making things and you think of all the little things that you see like a high school boy doing you're like oh that's like that's weird but they're just messing around and then you know you don't think and i mean now people do because now this has happened enough where we're like i just thinking 10 steps ahead i just had the stupidest epiphany of my life i think this whole columbine thing explains why i was harassed in school by faculty so often (laughs) because i was like I wore dark clothes. I've always worn like heavy metal t-shirts and like I had an Aussie shirt in third grade, like early on. Like it was always, it's always been like that. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, I had like Chuck Taylor's fucking drawing, writing fucked up things on them and shit. Like, and I made firework bombs in my friend's backyard in like fourth and fifth grade. 
and I had this t-shirt, this, uh, it was an anti-flag shirt, which is a punk band, like one of those like warped tour punk bands. And it literally has like a broken machine gun on it. And I was wearing this in like fourth grade and I'm just like, kind of like all realizing like they're all just like f- fucking hyper yeah. TSA up my ass about things thinking I'm going to be some sort of school shooter. And I have like no fucking idea. And I didn't, and that's why I'm just realizing it now. Maybe that's why everyone was, you know, West Memphis 3 and me and shit. <laughs> Jesus. Did you watch that, Paradise Lost? No, I didn't. But oh, um, I have. Dallas! I didn't, but I, I, I have, like, this book. Oh, this book. my God. Like, lo- you have to watch it with I, us. I'll have to. Par- okay. I'll oh. watch it with you guys. I'd love to. Three parts. Okay. You're going to sink, like, six hours into this, but you're going to love everything. Oh, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I won't, we'll wait, yeah, we won't okay. talk about that no now. No problem. But yeah. We can talk about Columbine tomorrow because <laughs> I can't get the image of them in the cafeteria with the um, fucking Tech 9 and shit in their hand. Oh, the survey yeah, 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 exactly. And, oh, such a trip. I need to go back and like watch this documentary that I watched as a kid because it's so ingrained in if my memory. If you find it, tell me because there are no solid documentaries. The only one that we found is one that just recently came out and it has a few of the survivors kind of walking through the school and being like, you know, this is where we were and this is what happened. Their lives are but changed there's... for fucking ever. Oh yeah. Never normal. They're literally a part of like American culture change. Yeah. Because of it. That's so strange. Did you watch Bowling for Columbine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was very happy they included the Marilyn Manson part too. Oh yeah. Because I absolutely agree. I think that I mean just like you're I talking about wore my it's... Marilyn Manson shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> that People saw what happened and they took the easiest face value things from them and blamed that. And Eric Harris was an actual sociopath. Like, okay. And so you take that and you take a depressed kid and you put them together and that's what created it. Not every kid who listens to that music plays video games, likes natural born killers is going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) not every kid who lives in dallas's bedroom is gonna do that there's (laughs) not a video game in sight i've never owned a video game okay well literally like i i didn't i never didn't grow up with video game consoles did you borrow them no really i went over my friend's house play video games but uh other than that i you will have i have no like um background in video games from like when my friends talk about video games, even like very normal run of the mill people are like, you didn't have video games. I'm like, I really didn't have video games. Like, like to the point, like if I have kids, there's no fucking way I'm buying them video games. I would like, I, I see what happens to the people that video yeah. game now. And I'm like, why would I know? It's evolved so much. <laughs> it has, but also it hasn't. There's still a lot of it. That's still the fucking old same. Sure. And I'm pretty sure, listen, not 100% of the people that play video games are school shooters, but 100% of school shooters play video games. And I'm not going to fucking even, like I already was suspected of being a school shooter my whole life and I just realized it right now. So. Glad we could come to that. Jesus. Conclusion. It literally like didn't even occur to me. Oh, you know what? It's funny. I went and saw Joker with uh, my friend David and I was like worried about all the like incels that were going to shoot everyone. And I made the joke that I realized me and David were the only fucking incels in the place. Mm. (laughs) And and we were sitting right in front. And that kind of pairs well with, uh, oh, like school shooter (laughs) fucking. Ugh, Jesus weird i went to too many schools i wouldn't be able to pick 
Maybe that's why they kept moving me around. They're like, no, it's getting too hectic at this one. I'm just kidding, guys. Obviously, if you have to say you're just kidding, like your joke probably sucks. So I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Hope you're not joke. running for political office anytime soon. I know. Someone said something recently where uh, I was like, oh, I don't want to get canceled. And someone's like, that'd probably help your brand, Dallas. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, hey. What are you talking about? Don't paint me into a corner here. <laughs> Well, we just did two and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? I don't know. What'd you learn about me? Do you feel like you got what you wanted? I have no idea what I expected going into this. Uh, part of me was approaching it almost like too clinically. And I was like, okay, remember this is, there's going to be some like fun organic conversation. You're going to have with someone that you're not going to access if you're just approaching it um, academically. Sure. In a way. And I, I know that's no way to break people down or kind of like get to know them. So, no, I didn't, I didn't learn anything at all. Maybe li- <laughs> maybe listening back, I'll be like, oh. I will not listen to this. That's okay. I, I, I will don't, say, I'm I, like- thank you. Because <laughs> I don't get people who are like, oh, I don't want, like, I didn't listen to my episode with Chris. And yeah. I will not. Anytime Chris is on the radio, is on a podcast, I'm all over it. It's like, yes, can't wait to listen. That's but, cool. and when we've, done year-end episodes with Weston I'll listen to them but Mm -hmm. kind of like reminder of like oh yeah we talked about that and this is out in the world but this is uh yeah anything like this I'm I'll let people remind me listen what they say I will I will say okay that one benefit is a year ago last November I had my deviated septum corrected and my voice is less nasally so I have confidence more in the way my recorded voice is going to sound. Oh, okay. But I'm still probably just going to like skip through and be like, oh, yeah. But hmm, I know someone with a really nasally voice. Maybe they need to fix their nose. I did not know it was a real issue until. You didn't? Like, oh, man. I couldn't it's stand so- listening to you talk. It was horrible. <laughs> I was glad you were quiet back then. I'm just kidding. I have it's, no memory. Yeah. Of it. I went. I wanted to get my tonsils removed. And while I was at that doctor's appointment, he was like, you were really deviated septum. I had totally written off having trouble breathing through that side of my nose. It's just like, I have terrible allergies. It has to do with that. And it turns out that like- You and 90% of America. <laughs> so, fixed. Oh, how was, uh, what's getting your fucking tonsils removed like? It was the most pain I will probably ever experience in my life. It was- so much more than I knew it would be going into it. I've heard advice from doctors and they say it's too much trouble. There's no reason to do it. There's too much time off work and people go through too much pain and it's such a big procedure and they have to like block things off their lives to do it. And it it was, I had luckily blocked off two weeks on the calendar. It happened around Thanksgiving. Um, but it was so much more than I expected. I was waking up at, three in the morning and waking up Chris so he could smash Percocet into applesauce and give it to me while I'm crying in pain. <laughs> like that's the degree of like, I have a pretty high pain tolerance okay. and this was just beyond anything I knew how to handle. It was, and they had not, they had told me like, oh, there's recovery time. You can't really exert yourself. You can't like go up and down stairs. You have to, and it's like, okay, cool. I'll watch movies and eat ice cream for the next two weeks vacation. And then, when they were just about to do it, they said, so on a pain scale of one to 10, this is usually a 10 and Jesus. like, see you on the other side. That makes no <laughs> sense. How much, how much, what pain can you 
almost compared to? I can't. What was I'll the say next most painful thing? There's nothing you can do to make it better. So it's like, you know, if you have like some kind of muscle pain that's like, well, if I just kind of sit in this one position yeah. and I put this yeah. on, it's okay. There's nothing to relieve it except heavy duty painkillers. There's just, okay, that sucks. You, because I've, it's in a I've, place, it's in your throat. So it's somewhere yeah. you're not even used to feeling like mm-hmm. anything. You're not self-aware of all the time. Right. And so then all of a sudden it's like, this is incredibly painful. It was hard to talk. It was, it was awful. <sighs> and so I'm glad that I got them removed because my tonsils drove me mm-hmm. crazy. Why? I have always had large tonsils. And I, like I said, I have really bad allergies. And okay. so they would become irritated if like, you yeah. know, everything else is mm-hmm. and so I'm glad that they're gone but it was I mean I was basically just like unable to take care of myself for that whole time Jesus. I didn't get to eat Thanksgiving food I'm excited for this Thanksgiving because I get to eat everything I only had mashed potatoes eh, I, I'd be okay with that honestly <laughs> I'd be if it was only mashed potatoes I'd be like oh tough break yum um, did you see that video of that tree getting shaken all the pollen off of shake, shaken off of no it? oh dear god <laughs> That uh, people bring up allergies all the time, and I'm such a like, you have allergies, pussy. I don't have allergies because I really like, I'm not, I don't have very many seasonal allergies or anything like that. Uh-huh. So when people talk about it, I'm like, whatever. But this fucking tree, they shake a tree, and it's like literally the ghost of the tree moves uh-huh. off of it in yellow, and it's just like, that was on the fucking tree? What? And I was like, that's pollen? I was like, that's what fucks you guys up? I was like, that would fuck me up. That's a big cloud of fucking nasal death. Jesus, that was a lot. I'll say that my allergies are so bad that for about two or three years, I had weekly immunizations oh. where they injected me with the things that I was allergic to oh, okay. to build immunity for it. That's and every week, gnarly. three times, it helped a lot, but I still have them. But that's how bad it was like as a child for my allergies. Fuck. Yeah. So. Jesus. How do people get so many allergies? How do you come out? Like, we're like supposed to be like cellular perfection in species and we come out with allergies. Peanuts fuck people up. Yeah. That screws me up. Luckily, all of my allergies, it's like, I mean, sneezing, hives, like that yeah. kind of thing. And nothing like I've seen for people with like a peanut or seafood allergy where yeah, it's like, no oh, that will bullshit. kill me. <laughs> so. Oh, thank God. I feel like such a like more advanced creature <laughs> that I don't have that shit. <laughs> like EpiPen stuff. My mom carried one in her purse for like my whole childhood oh, and she never had to use it that's beautiful it freaked me out i was so worried that would like, have don't to happen me, someday don't make me stab you with this <laughs> oh. um hmm. so yeah now you know my weakness <laughs> i guess i know i part of me was like don't ask her what she's allergic to that's like asking someone oh well, how can i poison it's like you? all yeah it's all like tree pollen i'm allergic to cats also but i've always Who had isn't? a cat I just, I'm that way with kind of like any animal. I just have to wash my hands immediately after I touch them. You should anyways. Animals are filthy. They're disgusting. You know? Ugh. I don't want to smell like any animal ever. If I smell, like if I pet someone's dog and I smell like them, like my day is ruined. Like part of me is like, God fucking damn it. Like (laughs) like I can't get over it. I'm a little bitch when it comes to that. Like smells. Like hence me like hoping my room doesn't smell bad. Like if I can actively smell something smelling bad, not okay. I'm not in a good mood. I'm really weird about feeling like stuff on my hands like if you eat an orange and you don't wash your hands right after or you like touch a thing I'm very much like need to wash my hands of those things even if it's just a little thing 
like, oh, I scraped a little glue off this thing. Wash my hands. Oh. Like, I hate the sensation okay. of okay. Yeah. things on my hands. I, I, do, I don't like, like, something on the surface or yeah. maybe, like, there's a change in the environment mm-hmm. of my hands now. Yeah. yeah, I can't I can't eat things. Like, I have to, like, pause them. Mm-hmm. Wash. I've washed my hands, continued eating before. Uh, thankfully, I don't think Kylie's ever noticed that little fucking annoying well, tidbit now she's, about me. If she listens, does she listen to your episodes? She actually, I think she does. You're not totally sure. Well, she was listening very religiously. And then for whatever reason, it was like in July when I had like a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. come out and a continuous guest and there was long ones and she was just like, ah, I can't keep up. And I think now like maybe she has just stopped listening. So mm-hmm. I don't expect her to listen. That's fine. Just like, oh, oh, th- this is what I was going to go back to. Yeah, sure. We got sidetracked. One last thing. Yeah. You said you won't listen to this. And then what was your little caveat about like, oh, but I will give you this. What, oh, what I don't you? know. So I listen to Chris's things. I talked about okay. my voice because of my. Oh, oh the tonsils. Yeah. That's uh-huh. how we got on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I think that a huge part of getting into like a growth state mm-hmm. is listening to yourself. Like when I hear myself be stupid or interrupt or say words wrong or not articulate something intelligently, or maybe I don't have like a linear way of telling a story or forget something. Um, it, I, it's really helpful. Sure. And it's great reflective. A lot of comedians, what they do is they'll record their sets on their phones on stage yeah. and then listen back on their way home or something. And, and they do that and like listen to it. And it's torture the first couple of <laughs> times, I'll tell you what, but you do like it as, is absolutely, uh, I think, beneficial. Yeah. And maybe consider, I'm not saying listen to this fucking episode, but just. We didn't talk about comedy at all. We didn't at all. Like what's the hardest you've laughed at a bit you've seen on stage? Bit I've seen on stage. Um, It's so hard because I, three people stick out of my mind immediately and it's Bill Burr, Chris D'Elia and the funniest I've ever seen, Joey Diaz. Do you remember specifically like what? the joke was i remember the joke when i saw bill burr and chris D'Elia. joey diaz however it's his entirety okay like my stomach's hurting i think i'm gonna throw up the whole time <laughs> like spilling drinks <laughs> it, it's ridiculous and we're drunks too so it's like fuck like you know there's two drink minimum at comedy clubs you can't just fucking not drink um if you know you're an alcoholic like me so Anyways, moving on. The Bill Burr one was, I, I, don't, I don't remember the- How ju- recent was it? His newest special. Okay. I saw his hour in Santa Barbara and then I, it's on his most recent special. Okay. Um, I just remember the punchline. It's something about the car accident. Oh, it's like the first guy where there's only like one seatbelt or something. Okay. He's like, oh, I'm fine. And he looks and he's like, my family! And they're all dead yes, next to I him. That, that part, Um, I- might have kicked the person's <laughs> head in front of me going, oh, fucking. Did you see him at the Arlington? Yes. I think you saw him when we saw him. Maybe. Did you also hear the bit about the, he did the blow up doll? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were there. That was the funniest mm-hmm. fucking thing. That was, <laughs> I think was funnier on the special than it was in, in person. But um, uh, my, my, my friend Zach Honeycutt recently kind of had like a disagreement about how funny the new special was. And I was like, okay, bitch, you <laughs> didn't see him live. You can't even fucking. It, that was wonderful. Yeah, You have no idea. It is maybe 
five times funnier live than it is. I was like, you can't just write it off. Right. Because I know how funny this actually was. I was so mad. We were like drunk at the bar too. I was like, God, you're so lucky. I'm fucking leaving right now. Ugh. Anyways. Um, and then the Crystal Lee bit, he was just, it's a new material. So it'll probably be coming out March when he releases his special, maybe, maybe, or maybe like early Jan, like January, February, he'll probably have a new special out. Um, okay. It's literally just him like saying he looks like a Coke dealer, even though he like doesn't do Coke and he like does this like funny impersonation and I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Something to that effect. And fuck, he, he's someone I admire because he's, he doesn't drink. And I've been trying to like find people that I really admire that don't drink. So I can also identify as someone who doesn't drink and be inspired to not drink and also be creative and like prolific and funny. Yeah. He's one of those people without a doubt. So, and Bill Burr is probably two days away from his one year of no drinking. So I'm just like trying to find these like pockets of inspiration. In oh, so then you love hanging out with us. Um, <laughs> it's such a relief that I don't have to drink to hang out with you guys. But sometimes I think I should drink. So this is better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, I've been the sober person around people who like have to have a drink and it's disgusting and I would never want to put you guys through us having to have drinks. Also, we've been drunk around you and it. Well, I already think you guys are ju- just quietly judging us and I don't need to <laughs> see you guys physically judge us. And that is that. That's so funny. Did we know you were at that Bill Burr show? No, I was by myself. Oh, really? We yeah. were there with Caitlin and Brad. That was, that was a really funny show. I don't think I know them. Yeah, you do. I don't know who those are. Caitlin was the grandma in Titanic. I know exactly who they are. I and, always forget yeah. Brad's mm-hmm. name. That's right. Because yeah. I shook his hand and I was like, I don't know this guy's name. Uh, I think I was even confusing him for Justin at one point. Oh, okay. I was just like, oh, there's just like a bearded person around my friends. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait, that's Justin. Because he's sitting, <laughs> he's to my left. That's I know who Justin is. I know you. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I I was, I think the most happy, not, no, no disrespect to anyone else, but I was happiest to see Justin there. I was very excited to see him and I was like, yeah, this guy's cool. Also really enjoyed Adam. He's funny. Yes. Great guy. That's great. And then was it, uh, Jake Tolley? Is that his name? Who showed up? Yeah. yeah. He was there? Mm -hmm. Ah, he was cool too. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we like second locationed after and hung out more. Like I said, any closing thoughts? Do you know. want to talk more about comedy? We can talk more about comedy. I mean, if you want, want to. I don't even I've seen, know. You've seen a what? long list of comedy shows, so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when we saw Bill Burr, that was probably like our third or fourth time seeing him. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm jealous. I think that's the only time I've seen him. So I think good. the only comedian I've seen multiple times is Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz. And Joey Diaz is like... Joe Rogan says on his podcast all the time, the funniest person, probably arguably the funniest person ever. If you see him live, I've seen his like a uh, special on like CISO and then he had a Netflix half hour. I didn't, those weren't funny. Those do not capture what Joey Diaz is whatsoever. And name your top three comedians, top three comedians. Um, I'm just going to go, I'm not even going to say top three because it's too easy because definitely Bill Burr's up there and then Doug Stanhope and then the third person is always inter- kind of interchangeable, probably Joey Diaz. But um, I think that, do you, are there any like upcoming comedians that you are really fucking psyched about right now? 
Because one of them that I'm really psyched about lately has been Mark Normand. Don't know him. You but is this absolutely consi- go ahead? Is Gerard Carmichael considered up and coming? You know, has he been around too long? To I've heard that name a long time, so I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. I feel like he's not like a headliner, headliner where he's like selling out shows. But right. also, I could be confusing him for someone. Okay. So, um, I think that absolutely counts. He's a funny guy. Yeah, we really loved what we've seen of him. Okay. Definitely check him out. He also, like, I am not a Joe Rogan follower, uh-huh. but um, every once in a while, like, the on YouTube, like, mm-hmm. the recorded yeah. conversations, yeah. I don't even know what, like, maybe he was just watching it anyway, and then I kind of, like, walked into it. Mm-hmm. But there was Joe Rogan with Gerard Carmichael mm-hmm. talking about the moon landing. Oh, God. And they were, like, watching Jesus different, but I... It was so fun. I mean, this is only like a pocket of like 10 minutes of whatever yeah. their conversation was, but you should, I mean, there, maybe watch that. There's but. an era of Rogan episodes where like fans just talk about like, remember when he didn't think the fucking moon landing was real? <laughs> and it, it, it's so funny. Then I guess this was probably in that time period. Yeah. But. I think that was probably just before I started listening even. So it could have been a long, a long time ago in terms of viewership. Right. So. But yeah, that was, but Yeah. We've been lucky enough to see a lot of people multiple times. That's really and, cool. Yeah. Uh, Hannibal Burris, that was awesome. That was great. That you guys. Yeah. It was really awesome that Kyle Kinane opened. That, that was, was a super cool treat. I was like, what the fuck? Because do, do you know he's the voice of Comedy Central? No. Yeah. So when they say, workaholics at nine, that's Kyle Kinane. Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah, that's him. So he'll be like, and there's me up next, Comedy Set, <laughs> half hour, you know, just... So I I didn't know. I learned that r- this past year, I think, too. Oh, okay. And I was like, holy fucking shit. This <laughs> motherfucker is a vo- has been the voice of Comedy Central for like a long time. Yeah. So that's cool. Also, who the fuck watches broadcast network TV anymore? I don't. Do you? I don't. We get two channels, so. Exactly. You guys get two channels? I don't have any channels. So my parents gave us this. The, like it's like a piece of plastic. Have you seen these? Uh uh-uh. okay. It's and you plug it into your TV and it basically like catches like waves of channels. And so without paying anything, you get a few channels. Yeah, for free. they have those like the, the, as the seen modern on antenna. TV. Yeah, they have those kind of oh, like okay. an as seen on TV, uh, black box kind of. I think is what you're talking about. No, it's just like a sheet of plastic. Oh, there's no moving parts or anything to it. I don't know. Yeah, Look think, it up. I think but, so. No. so we get CBS and Fox. Oh, those are fun. Every once in a while we get the CW and what a thrill. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can't wait when to see When a new channel pops in every Arrow. once in a while, I was like, ooh, what's this? Do you, do you guys have all the streaming sites? Um, we have Netflix and Hulu okay. and then Prime? Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys thought about getting Disney plus lately? Are you guys Disney people? Uh, we're, We've watched a lot of Disney Channel original movies okay. that we've rented on yeah. Prime. Oh, God. I don't think, like, honestly, us watching things is very much a, like, a breakfast or dinner activity. Okay. It's never a, like, thing that we're doing as we activity. Right. Yeah. Like, sometimes if I've, something's just, like, really yeah, excellent, we'll absolutely. do that. But, I've, be- um, I've become less and less binge watching. So... I don't think we'd really get our money's worth out of it. I like, already, especially on top of the other things we have. Yeah. I don't know. I already hate that I'm, once the free trial's over, I'm going to be paying for it. 
because I'm not a Disney person. Mm-hmm. I watched the Disney Channel shows and Disney Channel movies when I was a kid, but I have no interest in watching like them now to see how bad they were then. And also, the only reason I got it is so I can watch The Mandalorian. And <laughs> at this point, I'm, I literally got it so Kylie can watch stuff on there. Did you watch The Gummy Bears when you were a kid? No. Do you know what that is? No. Caleb didn't know either. <laughs> it's this, like, <laughs> what? 80s cartoon. Oh, well, we're from the 90s. It played in the 90s. Like, okay, I saw it as I'm a kid. I'm from the 2000s. I was developing a okay, brain in the 90s. Fair. Um, I'm Gen Z, technically, I found out. <laughs> Gross. I'm a Zoomer. <laughs> Hence my last episode. Okay, Zoomer. Uh, I saw your description. I saw you mention your own backyard. That's why I, <laughs> why I liked it. <laughs> I didn't listen to Next. it. Um, I don't mind. But, uh, I mean, yeah, just, I mean, write it down on your list of things to look up. Gummy bears. But we've been singing okay. the theme song for the last few days to each other because it's, did you watch like the Winnie the Pooh animated series? Yeah. Okay, so you know that theme song where it's like, Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. And it's like this really enthusiastic, uh, like okay. 90s, like okay. it's kind of in that era uh-huh. of like a early 90s punchy cartoon theme song but anyways we've been talking about lately because of that i'm I'm so hoping that there's something that i'm gonna find on disney plus that's like oh yes this is this is what i'm paying for (laughs) i'm so happy i watched star wars a new hope recently oh okay on there and the version they have is so like tampered with by george lucas Mm. and like digital like inserts i'm like this is not the movie i watch yeah. this is not star wars is there this an is... option to watch the original i there sh- i hope there is because that was dog That's shit disappointing. it was like where the fuck uh, just so much they changed the cantina song mm-hmm. into like a whole like c- composition yeah what in the fuck is that about watching new job of the hut Oh, well, I, I got over that in the 90s or 2000 or like when they had those come out because I was like, okay, I get it. They explain why he walks behind him and then he steps on Jabba's tail. That was like the least offensive because I'd seen that like even in like so you're the prepared 90s. For it. I was prepared for that, but like it, it, I don't even know. It, oh God, there's something so perverse about it. I hated it. I was not happy. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't even want to watch Empire. I was like, don't tell me they fucked with Empire. <laughs> That's a perfect movie. There's nothing you need to touch about Empire. Have you seen, I don't even know what it was. I guess maybe it was on the DVD that like they made a making of special of Phantom Menace. Hmm. No, I didn't. And did I have like a special it? edition of that somewhere too. And I don't even know what we were, what got us into it. But we watched it, and it's basically... Look at this. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. Oh, it's like a whole box. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jar Jar. Um, is there Jar Jar in there? Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little drawing right there. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Look, it's the VHS and oh all that. Gosh. Yeah, it's for real. Value book savings inside. Isn't that crazy? Uh, so, anyways. Yeah. Um, we can mail in. <laughs> Offer expires June thirtieth, two thousand. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh god, that was so long ago. Oh. Okay, so anyways, I'm so distracted by this right now. Um, <laughs> but there are, is this documentary they made? I, yeah. I'm assuming it's involved in this, but um, and it shows this one scene of a storyboard laid out, and it's 
you know, I don't know, 10 to 15 people working. And then George uh-huh. Lucas with a Sharpie circling where he's like, we're going to digitally put Jar Jar here and here. And like these people had set up the storyboard with like puppets and like, we're going to do this. And he walks in and is marking up everywhere where things are going to be computer animated. And you just watch these faces of everyone working on it, like panicking. <laughs> the face you're making right now is like pretty apt to what they were doing. And so, and then they have the audition process for Anakin and they have the kid who plays him. And then they have another kid who is like so perfect, like a regular normal child who won't have a meltdown later in life. And everyone is like, I don't know what that other kid's name was. Like, we should really go with Jonathan. He's like, I have a better feeling. And so everyone's telling him like, George, we should go with this kid. And he goes in the other direction just throughout watching everyone's face really like cope with what's happening. And I really recommend it. We had fun. Dumb bastard. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. It sucks because I was such a like, I loved the prequels growing up as a kid and I loved George Lucas and I thought he was a genius. And then when I imagine me when I'm 17 and I find out, Oh, everyone hated those. Oh, they think he's like ridiculous. Oh, no one, everyone's mad at George Lucas for that. And I went, Oh, Oh, and then watching empire of dreams, the three hour documentary about the original trilogy. Um, and going like, Oh fuck. Like he like put him, had to like check himself into the hospital (laughs) over, the shit he and like him controlling things and i was like jesus maybe he wasn't like that good of a person and but like we have these amazing movies because of it too and this whole amazing franchise do you like <sighs> the prequels do you enjoy them absolutely attack the clones is so fucking awesome it is such the such a like different movie than the rest of even i had a discussion with someone about um i think it was sam cole Okay. I had a discussion with him about the like space opera, like the romance aspects yeah. to it. And w- w- I compared like what, how heavy a premise is to introduce the clones mm-hmm. into this and have that and then have this like subplot seem very out of place. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's an extremely like violent war movie. Like, it, you know, Django Fett gets his fucking head cut off in front of his son. You get to see Anakin, uh, lo- he loses his hand and his arm in mm-hmm. that one. Yep. And then, um, fucking just like this, a lot of crazy stuff that sets up, it like rushes it kind of into the third one. I think there could have been a whole nother movie in between the second and third one. And it like jams pa- this thing, jam packs this movie with all of this content and plots and then there's supposed to be a romantic subplot with it and people are like what the fuck is this about and this line gets made fun of a lot and he's like uh anakin's like i hate sam (laughs) we laugh about that yeah (laughs) gets everywhere and everyone's like that was stupid and i'm the only one sitting around going he's from tatooine he was a slave he lost his mother the sand people destroyed his life he like why do you not understand why he hates sand it makes perfect fucking sense it's and really it, the delivery it might be the it's delivery it's the hayden christensen delivery i did a book report on him in fourth grade cuz i loved star wars so much and i was like yes 
Hayden Christensen. He play, I wrote about him playing a character who gets molested in a Canadian television show in fourth grade because I was like, yeah, this is what he fucking does. I don't know why the faculty harassed me. <sighs> you know what's funny is when Attack of the Clones came out, my my parents and I went to go see mm-hmm. all of the prequels okay. together. But for number two, my mom didn't want to go. And so just my dad and I went. Okay. And I remember being like, why don't you want to go see it? Mm-hmm. And she, like, this is her without seeing it and obviously, like, pre-spoiler era. And she said, because I know what's going to happen and I know it's going to be really dark. And in my head, she's like, how do you know what's going to happen? And then I realized she understands that this little boy character is going to turn into like this villain and that a lot of terrible things are going to happen in his life to get him to that point and understood like, Oh, this is where everything's going to happen. So I was like, Oh, you had a lot of foresight to that. Yeah. She was like, (laughs) because I was just like, go see attack of the clones with us. So it's literally how the war starts and how like the empire gets started and how the relationship with the, council you know oh man and then revenge of the sith it's almost like there's elements of episode three that should have been episode two as far as like his disenchantment with the jedi council and him not getting granted rank of master and just like all these like crazy weird fucking things about it i don't know i really liked the animated shorts the gendy i can never pronounce his name right but Kenny Tarakovsky or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, is essentially like the connective tissue between episode two and three. And oh, okay. it explains a lot of the storyline background gives like a lot of fun fucking, I don't know. Yeah. Also, oh man, watching Star Wars now as an adult, Alec Guinness, who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi, looks exactly like just an old Conor McGregor. Ian McGregor? No. Connor McGregor, the MMA fighter, looks just like <laughs> Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first Star Wars. Okay. I was I was, I was watching it and I was like, oh, okay. Well, sorry. I, th- I, I He's like famous enough in like pop culture. I thought even you would like be no. like, oh yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, they look exactly like each other. If I just colored his hair white, you'd be like, that's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'll believe you. I'll take yeah, your word for no it. No problem. Don't look it up. It's not worth your time. <laughs> but, oh. Yeah, no, I absolutely did enjoy the prequels. And um, I hate when, like, uh, was it Entertainment Magazine has uh, three alternate covers mm-hmm. for the tri- trilogies? Yeah. I hate that they have fucking oh and her s- this stupid outfit on there. I don't like it. It's this like, was you- like the Halloween costume yeah, of the I year. I <laughs> know, because I have pictures of my friend Alyssa wearing that costume. Mm-hmm. I'm standing next to her and my brother's Darth Maul and then I'm Wolverine knowing I didn't get the fucking memo. Ugh. I'm here too. I was like, yeah. It was horrible. Every time we went to someone's house, they'd be like, oh, look, another one. And then they'd pull their fucking lightsabers out and I'm just like, shink, Wolverine. <laughs> no, it's like God. universal rule among women to when you put on red lipstick you gotta do the the amidala first and then fill it in yeah (laughs) i want to watch um all of these again i think we you know what yeah i was gonna say uh we should have like uh we should watch the first one like this one Mm -hmm. the phantom menace like do it in like sequential order not in like real order we did that um 
before seeing, is it Force Awakens, the first new, new one yeah, that just yeah. came out. So Chris, my parents, and I, I don't know how we set aside the time for this in hindsight, but we started yeah, at one and then just <laughs> met up like different nights and watched them one, two, three, four, five, six before going to see. There's people doing that with Star Wars and Marvel movie universe like right now on Disney Plus because it mm, has all of it. Too easy. Too easy. You but need to gather your DVDs together. <laughs> Dude, seriously. I know I have like such a Frankenstein VHS yes, DVD uh-huh. collection. Ugh, it's so weird. But um Okay, like I mean we've been talking forever, but Yeah. Uh, talking about superhero movies. I I'm going to be honest, I cannot really get on board with like the Avengers Okay. group of new superhero movies. Am I missing out by like I watched the first Avengers and I just really didn't get anything out of it. So I just kind of dropped off the bandwagon on that. So I watched Iron Man at the drive-in in in Mm -hmm. Santa Maria with my sister and my mom in the back of her truck in like sleeping bags. And I watched an entirely new superhero get introduced into my like fucking world. Mm -hmm. I never understood or knew anything about. I was 12 maybe 13 yeah. not even 13 years old and at the end there's this scene this little like oh bonus scene where nick fury comes out and talks about the avengers initiative or whatever yeah. and i go whoa that's crazy if they had all the like superheroes together i've always wanted a justice league movie or something like that okay and then they did it right f- over the course of my entire adolescence uh, fucking prepubescence, adolescence, and adulthood, uh-huh. and finished it. And I watched eighty percent of the movies in theaters. It was this strange saga of like this happened over the course of like me growing up. Yeah. So I ha- it like punctuates things for me, and I don't look at it as another one oh gross like i see them like when they make uh like another maze runner like fucking hunger games i'm like jesus fucking christ yeah why is there two parts you know like the fuck off that's so annoying like that's how i feel and i imagine that's how people feel about the avengers movies but when you have i usually if i like something there's something sentimental about it yeah so that's where it's ingrained the if you started like that mm-hmm. i totally get why people are like oh my god it's finally over the infinity saga is ending because it's because they, they tease something and you're like wait who's the fucking purple yeah. dude and then people have to a whole new generation of people had to educate themselves about comic books and characters and who villains were and then people who did know about that got reinvigorated so it like fuck it, it it's, it's weird it like changed the fucking culture yeah it's a huge culture shift and it like changed movies. And now there's like filmmakers like taking stands against like such silly movies. So there's like really, really fucking really good movies coming out that like have no business coming out. <laughs> if you compare them to like the first five years, the two thousands, you're like, Oh, what happened there? Well, yeah. what, 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 what Spider-Man and X-Men came out. Why weren't you fucking making good movies then? Huh? So it, I think it's normal. And I think you're a little too normal. And, you know, you're too well adjusted. I agree. I think uh, Marvel movies are too much. I haven't, I've o- I've seen all of them except that most recent Spider-Man. Okay. Was it like fish out of water or something? I'm Far wondering, like, when you're talking about it, I'm wondering if maybe I'm so attached to the superhero movies that I am because of just when they came out and it's the timing. Which superhero movies are you attached to? 
X Men one and two. Absolutely. Love three. Yeah. Mm. Could have been done so much better. So much I better. love X Men two. Yes. I think it, it's so underrated. It's a perfect superhero the movie. The ending it's of that Empire Strikes is Back for X Men. It is so good. Um, Spider Man one and two mm-hmm. again. Uh, why? Third one. You know what's funny. <laughs> The third one isn't even like a, uh, I don't even like associate it with the first two. I like it for such strange reasons. I think it came too late. I think they made the third one like a year or two too late. Mm. And, you know, part of it's a little silly. Topher Grace is not uh, Eddie Brock and a not good Venom. And I haven't seen the um, Venom with Tom Hardy, so no spoilers. Oh, yeah. I saw it. There's no, nothing to spoil. Um, That's what people say. And then I enjoy something and I go, oh, wow. Isn't that weird? So how dare you? <laughs> but, um, and then, you know, of course I like Batman, et cetera. But um, yeah. yeah, just, I saw Captain America. I saw mm-hmm. the first Avengers movie and just didn't dislike them, but just the passion that some people have for it. It's like, mm. I was a big comic book geek except for Marvel stuff. So I had to like learn about it. And my friend David, who I'm really close with, he is a big comic book guy. And he was like sitting there, like educating me about stuff that I was also like part, like on my off time, educating myself about. And we like watched the first Avengers movie. Like he ditched class (laughs) and like, we like walked from the high school to the fucking um, theater and watched it. And it was like, it was, I'll never forget that day type of thing because yeah. it was like he just ditched class to go watch it, like something he loves comic books come to life in a movie and he has this really cool and almost like invigorated my attachment to it sure yeah so it's hard to say did you like the ben affleck daredevil movie i was thinking about that recently you know i think i saw that like when it first came out on dvd or wait no 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 is that is that new daredevil no. you mean the original uh, like yeah, yeah. I don't remember it. Okay. Same with um, uh, the Hellboy movies. Oh, those are so good. Those are not These even. These are all ones that I saw at the time they came out and have like not revisited oh my God. at all. I don't but... even associate the Hellboy movies with superhero movies because they're better like films than those movies. Guillermo del Toro is a badass <laughs> and he did, he did those right. They're fucking good. Like it, it's so weird to be like, entertained and interested in a universe that he completely created uh like or made his own and oh damn i want to see the new hellboy i want to see what that's about i want to see what they fucked up i want to see how different and bad it is i'm just like i think i'll probably like somewhere down the road reach a point where it's like let's see what these are all about but i was i was an x-men nerd growing up and so I knew the characters and their backstories on that. But Who, who's your favorite X Men? I'll say that I I really in comic book like backstories. I really liked the Rogue Gambit oh, relationship okay, thing yeah. going on there. I Rogue's the best. If I mean, I, if I in the a, movies, obviously Wolverine's the best oh, one, dude. Hell yeah! And that's why they gave him like four spinoff movies. Yeah, seriously. Um, and I mean that was another. I did you huge, see Logan? I think yes, yes, oh my yeah. Goodness, I grew up immersed in Star Trek. Oh, I'm okay. a gigantic Star Trek fan. So Patrick I, Stewart being Professor X was like even more like, oh, oh my gosh, how cool is that? Yeah, you get so, like cross universes, That's right? Cool. Um, so yeah, but and then like with Spider Man, 
saw those and then saw two of the Andrew Garfield ones. Yeah, there's only two. Oh, they didn't make a third one? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. They're going to. Oh, they like, dropped that quickly. Bye. <laughs> um, enjoyed that, if not only because they explored the Gwen Stacy storyline and went somewhere else because it got to like there's so many spider-man movies now i know people are psyched about them but i'm like this is too much because i'm like toby mcguire's the real one there's seven spider-man movies and yeah so the only superhero has more is batman right but i mean i feel like with the batman movies they've explored all these different villains throughout the different ones and And so with each different director and actor that it's like oh it's this villain and this villain and with spider-man i just and maybe i'm wrong i just feel like the same thing being rehashed and it's like i already stop killing uncle ben i know (laughs) (laughs) save us all from this so i like the new spider-mans because they don't go into that okay and he's a young spider-man gotcha but toby mcguire is my spider-man also joey diaz is in spider-man 2 you can't fuck with that who's he play He's on the subway and he's like, you mess with one of us. You're going to mess with all oh, of us. That's Joey Diaz. Okay. I just so. rewatched one and two recently. Yeah. So That's Joey Diaz. I would not have he remembered was, that scene. He uh, was like 150 pounds heavier than he is now. <laughs> so looks a little different. Yeah. All right. Well. Good. Let's end it. I feel like I, we could I, dump yeah, a right. lot of time into we, this. We could. Uh, let's, let, you want to do this again? You're always welcome back. Thank you. Good. Because I feel like there's a lot more we could talk about. <laughs> but it's only 630. That's not even late. I know, but I mean I know it's that late for me it's dark us. And- yeah, it's gross and dark out there. Oh, feels like night. All right, uh, bye guys. <laughs>